0: Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of Games Are Fun for 2021. My name is Luke Armstrong and I am your host. Joining me this week are my three incredible co-hosts. First, I'm going to throw it over to my main man, Adam Beagle. Adam, how was your holiday break, man? It was great. Thanks for asking. How was yours? It was fantastic. A lot of video games, a lot of movies lying around. It was a much-needed break, so yeah, really enjoyed it. And of course, we have the LP Panther himself, Garrett Neely. Garrett, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Happy to be back here on Twitch with you guys, recording live this episode and ready to just kick off the year with uh, some awesome podcast episodes.
0: Absolutely. And our, our newest member, His Majesty himself, He, I wanted to make some sort of joke on the the king s dot or king's dot but i couldn't come up with one anyways Stephen beagle (laughs) steven thank you so much for joining us and welcome to your second official episode as a member of games are fun
2: yeah thank you so much it's good to be here and i'm i'm excited this is a great episode to kick off the year and i'm i'm uh and and kick off my time with you full time i'm i'm really excited
0: yeah we're we're so excited that you're on board full time i think uh it's gonna be we got we got nothing but great things in our future. So, for our first show of the year, we wanted to share our most anticipated games of the year. So these are going to be games that either have a set release date or are expected to release sometime this year. Uh, after that, we may share some predictions of games that will possibly come out this year, but have yet to be officially announced. You know, like your games like Elden Ring, Breath of the Wild, Metroid Prime Four. I don't know. Games that maybe have the potential of releasing this year, um, but we're still kind of waiting on a release window. So th- basically, anything under that umbrella is up for grabs in our, our kind of list of games that we want to share with you guys. So that's what the episode is going to to look like. We're going to go around the table, share some games. Uh, We've got a bunch of trailers all ready to go uh, for some of these games so that we can have another look at them and maybe... You know, you might come across a game that you didn't know and look at the trailer and say, damn, that looks pretty dope. So uh, overall, I think it's going to be a really fun time. But before we get the show started, we wanted to remind you that Games Are Fun is a weekly podcast. Each week, Adam, Garrett, Steven, and I join together to talk about video game news, trending industry topics, and give reviews on recent game releases. The podcast is available wherever you can find podcasts. Uh, Podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, etc., Just search for Games Are Fun on your podcast platform of choice, and make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes of the show. And then, of course, you can also catch the show live on twitch.tv slash gamesarefunpodcast, so make sure you're following us over there, and click on that bell icon to ensure you're notified every time we go live. That's actually a good point to our audio listeners who might not be aware that this is actually one of those episodes that is streaming live over on Twitch. So uh, if you miss this one live, hopefully you'll be able to catch that next one. So go give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash games are fun podcast. This episode of the games are fun podcast is brought to you by our store, the games are fun store, but we'll share more details about that later. All right. So guys, we, uh, before we jump into all this 2020 game talk we actually have some announcements that we wanted to share because you know we teased I think last episode yeah that we we big things are coming and you know we might not be having uh, something like a kind of funny day right where we're like here's like a gazillion announcements here's everything we're doing we're kind of more gradual right we have a lot of things and projects in the works um, but we do have a handful of them that we're ready to share with you now and the first one which i am easily the most excited for out of everything that we're taking on is our brand new monthly show called level grinders and i'm actually going to turn it over to adam to explain since he's actually going to be hosting this new month monthly show so uh, adam why don't you take it away for us
3: Yeah, so this is a um, really big announcement for me. I'm super excited. Um, Basically what Level Grinders is, um, since I'm a huge RPG, JRPG fan, and level grinding is something that I love to do when I play RPGs, um, I thought this would be a great show or opportunity to just sit down and talk about uh, RPGs. Um, I, I think specifically although it won't always be related to sort of that golden era of RPGs, you know, those super Nintendo PS one classics that I grew up with um, had so much fun. And and so I'm really excited to um, bring this show out and just sort of, you know, reminisce about some of the old games, but also highlight, some obscure RPGs or, or just uh, gush about some awesome new RPGs that have <clears throat> come out recently. Excuse me. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. If you like video games, if you like RPGs specifically, this is going to be a really great show. Uh, uh, Steven, you're going to be joining me on a lot of these episodes as as a co-host. Um, so hopefully you uh, remember these games that, that we've played growing up, these RPGs. Expect a lot of Square Enix games, uh, you know, but we also might tackle some Western RPGs too.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And I just want to say, like, I'm I'm super proud of you for taking the initiative on, on creating this show. I know it was an idea that you had been kind of fiddling with for a while. And then you're just like, you went for it, you're committed to it. And I'm really excited to see how it turns out. Because, you know, on Games Are Fun, our typical kind of episode usually surrounds, you know, industry news, video game stuff. And we don't necessarily get to talk about the games that mean so much to us. So I'm glad that you know you are going to be able to have a platform to kind of go in to that that backlog of all your favorite rpgs or some new ones mm-hmm. and just have a, sh- a show dedicated to highlighting you know arguably the best genre in video games so um yeah do you i don't think we have a specific date set yet on release mm-hmm. date but i believe it's a, one is coming this month right
3: Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a monthly show. Um, Obviously, there's a ton of RPGs out there. You know, we could probably do one of these a week and and never run out of content. But uh, my time, unfortunately, is limited. So it is going to be a monthly show. Uh, I do want to have the first episode out by the end of the month. So stay tuned for that. It's going to uh, I'm not going to say what it is just yet, but it is going to feature my what I am currently considering my favorite RPG of all
1: time perfect
0: yeah the level grinders will have its own podcast feed separate from games are fun and uh, we'll make sure on our twitter games are fun pod to share that with you guys so that you guys uh, know where to find that podcast and you can go and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you choose so really exciting that's a brand new addition to games are fun and then we also have Uh, a couple more announcements here. So one of the areas that we really wanted to grow in is video content. Uh, It's something that I, you know, I, I, when I created this podcast, I didn't have any sort of plan. So everything's just kind of been like, you know, ideas come up and some fall out, some don't. But one of the things that, you know, myself as well as the, the rest of the guys have wanted to do is just Increase our presence in video content specifically live streaming uh, on our twitch channel here So we decide that we're going to stream episodes of games are fun live on twitch as much as we can Um, You know, we're not going to necessarily do every single episode live because you know We're gonna have some weeks that just doesn't work out. It's really challenging When we have three different time zones to deal with uh, four different personal schedules to deal with so uh, you know we have to pre-record some of these episodes so we're gonna do that as much as we can so that we can we can do the show live because we've, we've had a lot of fun with it uh, with the last show and even today has been uh, a great start so we'll, we'll let you know in a couple of days of advance if an episode' gonna be live on Twitch so again Twitter games are fun pods so you're not gonna miss any announcements and then the other aspect of the streaming that we wanted to do is we wanted to host weekly or every other week streams on the channel dedicated to playing video games. So not talking about them, but actually playing games together. Uh, so, you know, it could be one week, all four of us playing a party game together. Another week, it could be me and Adam, you know, playing through a brand new indie release, uh, something like that, right? It's, it's just going to kind of vary. And, I think we're what we're also going to try to do is include friends of the show. You know, people that have been on games are fun in the, in the past. People that are in this uh, same space as we are doing their own kind of content. Bring them in on these streams as much as we can, and then also to include you guys, the community. Uh, you know, the only real interaction we have with you guys is on social media, and. Our limited a number of streams here on Twitch, and that's that's really about it, right? We'd love to to be more engaged with you guys, play with you guys, and so that that's kind of the plan is to do more video game streams this year. And yeah, I I, I did start a, a community stream way back in the day when the podcast first started, and it was. It, it, it took a lot to get off the ground just because I was very small at the time. Uh, but you know, that's something that I think we, we all really want to do and we're, we're really committed to putting an effort in towards that. So um, yeah, just expect a lot more use out of this Twitch channel this year. And anything you guys want to add before I go to the last little point here?
1: So no? I guess, no?
0: Um, I guess I'll mention
3: uh, another thing that I'm really excited about is... Uh, so we have Level Grinders coming, and there's sort of a second project I've been working on that we're we're going to be releasing the first episode of soon. Um, so it, in addition to RPGs, I really like indie games. Uh, I'm a big indie guy. You guys probably hear me talk about it all the time on the show. I'm always playing some kind of indie game. And uh, so most recently, I started playing uh monster sanctuary so i wanted to maybe kick off a new series i don't know if it's going to be monthly or or what the uh the rollout cycle of these episodes are going to be but i do want to uh create a show or or some sort of regular uh program featuring indie titles and again not sure what the rollout schedule is going to be but we do have the first episode already complete that we're going to be sharing soon and that is, uh, as I just mentioned, Monster Sanctuary. Now, what makes this episode super special is I actually sat down with the creator of the game, Dennis Zinner. And uh, we had a about an hour-long conversation about him and his game and the process of making it. And uh, it was just a blast. So I'm really excited to share that with you guys. It should be coming out soon. Uh, hopefully we can do more of these where we can actually sit down with the developers of these indie games and just put a spotlight into, into what they're working on. So yeah, that's, uh, I'm really excited. So
0: yeah, I was lucky enough to be the first listener of that interview and it was awesome, man. It was so cool. Uh, well, first of all, I I don't want to give anything away because you got to tune into the episode, but fantastic job (laughs) on that. Uh, you did a great interview and yeah, it, it like, I love that we're you're 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 really taking initiative to to do these other things um so that's awesome really looking forward to that one one last note before we go into our discussion uh so typically i've kind of led these podcast episodes right um obviously i started games are fun by myself i brought in adam i brought on garrett and now we brought in steven and we now have this 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 squad of four and it makes way more sense that we start rotating everyone in to lead these shows just to kind of you know for one, me being selfish just to help me uh, out with some of the extra stuff that uh I'm wanting to take on it will it will be great to have someone else leading shows so that I can take a back seat but you know mostly it's because you guys you you know came on casually I think um when you, when you first came into games are fun and you know, there, there was a, at, at the same time you were, you guys were hearing us do the podcast. That was like the same time that we were really starting to getting to know each other personal personally. And I think that we all are meshing really good now to a point where like, we're all on the same, same page. We can all just kind of run games are fun. Um, and we practically already do. But I just I wanted these guys' voices to get heard more, and I want them to to you know take the front seat and and be the face of the episodes and the voices of the episodes. So yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see me hopefully not lead every episode. Uh, hopefully I can let go of some control and uh, yeah. So it's gonna be a rotation. Um, just who, whoever it's not gonna be an order thing, but you're gonna see more people in the hosting seat. So just wanted to mention that. As a last final note, so we definitely have way more stuff planned, but we're not quite ready to share some of these other projects that we have uh, that we are already working on. Um, But like I said at the top of the show, this is going to be kind of a slow rollout of new content under Games Are Fun. We're really excited for it all, and hopefully you guys enjoy it all and you know, we really appreciate if you guys could give us feedback on some of this new stuff so that we can kind of get a feel for you guys, our audience, on how how we're doing with this new stuff. So I'm going to end it there with uh, the new announcements. And I think we're, we're ready to roll over to our, our topic of the show. All right. So our most anticipated games of 2021. So I'm actually excited for this episode. Um, I was excited when we had planned to do it, but then I started looking at all the games that are possibly going to release this year, guys. And this is looking like another possible 2018, just based on like the games that are set, uh, you know, and, and by 2018, I mean, God of War, uh, Red Dead Redemption, 2017, like a year that you just, you just get these huge mm-hmm. AAA releases. Like, the year is already set at that. What don't we know that's coming, right? Like it, it's probably going to be even better than what we what we're seeing here today. So let's let's gonna let's go around the table. I've done enough talking for now. I'm actually going to turn it to you first, Stephen, to to kick things off, and let's hear your first most most anticipated game of the year.
2: So the first one on my list is Horizon Forbidden West is kind of where i'm leaning first on most anticipated this is this is a series that if they if they give us a great sequel this year uh it could go down as one of the best series video games in existence really the first one was incredible it's one of those perfect open world games that the world is amazing but the plot was good enough to keep you moving through and you don't get. I love my term, skyrimed in it. You don't get lost in that world that's so good. You're still gonna be playing through and getting that great story out of it. And if they're able to deliver that again in Forbidden West, we're we're looking at some of the uh, like I said, one of the best game series, uh, open world style that that we've ever seen. And 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 based off of what we're looking at through um the trailer that's playing now for you guys is uh we're looking at a completely different zone. Um, we're probably looking at um, whole new biomes to explore. There's, of course, going to be the whole new robot monsters that we're going to be looking at. And with its um, with it having that 2021 release date as one of those officials, it's going to be uh, it, it. It's one of the one of the only games that's within the year for sure. Uh, without kind of the because um, I only have a handful of them, um, that's really going to get my money. And it's probably going to be one of those ones, depending on on that absolute release date, that's going to pull me into getting the PlayStation Five in an absolute way.
1: Nice. Yeah, Horizon is one of those games that I haven't touched yet, and I'm looking forward to. And one of my goals this year is to like, outside of new releases, play stuff that is going to set me up to play more new releases. So Horizon is a game that I I definitely want to get to, and uh, yeah, I think that's one that I'll I'll be ready to play by the time it comes out. So um i'm looking forward to to diving into that world at some point this year as well
3: yeah man the uh yeah the original game was so good it came out right before breath of the wild did thankfully because i got absolutely lost in breath of the wild um but yeah i i, I was able to play through that game first and it was it was a really great experience uh the world was as steven said the world was great the story was great um i i can only you know, from what we see here, like right on the screen, I mean, it, this game is going to look so good. It's going to be gorgeous. And, you know, I think there's a certain level that, you know, of, of story that we can expect. You know, there's uh, gorillas kind of building up themselves as as great storytellers too. So we know we have a lot to look forward to on day one purchase for sure.
2: Yeah, and the only thing that has me worried about this is the expansion or the DLC that they came out with uh, for Horizon Zero Dawn, didn't really grab me story-wise like the original game did and i'm really hoping that it kind of gets back into that great storytelling and not just sort of like okay here's another chunk of the world with some cool robots in it go out and slay these robots yeah like give me give me that give me that uh immersive story to go along with that world as well
0: that's actually kind of the reason why i fell off of the first one i I think i played like 40-ish hours and like i i played a big chunk of that game and i just like i didn't know what it was there was something that was like really i don't know i just didn't didn't feel the need to to keep on going and then i felt guilty about it because i had so much fun in those 40 hours so i'm glad that we're getting that sequel because now it's like hey now's your chance to to replay this game and and get back to it and finish it off so do we think it's going to come out in 2021 or, or is this one that could get delayed?
2: Uh, most of the research that I was doing this morning shows that it does have a 2021 slate, slated release, so it should be coming this year unless yeah. something
0: something Comes goofy down. happens. Fair
1: enough. I think the fact that it's coming on this is one one that's also coming on PS4, correct?
0: Yeah, that's what they've said. I think so.
1: No? Okay, I think crazy. the fact that it <laughs> that it is coming there as well probably means that it's it's well on must, track. Must you be, know, yeah. they're not going to be. They don't want to push a a PS4 game out to 2022, I don't think. I think they're ready to to kind of switch over fully to PS5 by that point. So I would expect it this year.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's uh, go counterclockwise here. I guess I'll move it over to you, Garrett.
1: Sure. So uh, I guess the first game probably, big game coming out this year that I'm going to be checking out is going to be The Medium. Um so that's the one that uh is going to be it's a Xbox exclusive coming to Game Pass. Uh was going to be coming out I think maybe the same day as Cyberpunk originally and then they they bumped it out. Uh this is the one uh where kind of things are running in parallel and I don't actually know a ton about this game and that's kind of one of the things I really like about Game Pass is I don't have to like get super hyped up on anything and like uh you know ruin the game for myself ahead of time because coming out it's going to be something that i can just download and play as soon as it's ready and and um so it's a game that i'm really excited to just dive into and kind of learn more about and and see if it's uh you know going to be something that catches my attention or not and again that's the the beauty of game pass is just the ability to try stuff that i wouldn't otherwise try because this is not something that i would probably spend money on on day one and um yeah I'm, i'm just excited to try it out and and see what it's all about
0: Yeah, this was one that was uh, made my list as well because I'm a huge fan of horror games, love horror games, and uh, I do like uh, Bloober Team, I believe is the developer, and they did Mm -hmm. Layers of Fear as well as uh, the Blair Witch Project game that came out last year or the year before. And Mm. so, like, they know horror. Like, they've proven themselves with horror, and I kind of like this, like, the 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 whole thing with this game is the two different, like I don't know what what you want to call it. You can kind of see it in mm-hmm. for for our viewers on Twitch. Mm-hmm. The it's like late, two two simultaneous worlds, yeah, dimensions like dimensions or something. Exactly, yeah. and you're kind of like at, at some points, like I I think you I, maybe I'll show in the trailer, but there's actually spots where, well, yeah, you can see it right here. Dual reality gameplay two worlds rendered simultaneously where and it's like mm-hmm. totally changing up like the, the the structure of the environments are there but it's like changing what's going on in in the environments and stuff like that so that gameplay mechanic is really neat and i'm kind of looking forward to how they can play with that uh in terms of like the horror genre because i feel like they, that's just like they can do so many scary creepy jump scares and stuff like that with that mm-hmm. mechanic. so yeah, looking forward to and like you said, Garrett, Game Pass. Like, if you yeah. do, if we don't like it, it's not really a loss to us because we were already subscribers. So,
1: right, right, yeah. And going back to your your thing about the dual, you know, kind of gameplay, I think that lends itself really well to like, uh, you know, puzzle solving and stuff. So if it's gonna have some of that kind of stuff, and not just be jump scare after jump scare, then I think it's got a good chance of of being something that that Absolutely. really grabs people's attention.
3: Yeah, I think it it'll be a really good test technically of the uh the uh what is it the Series X? Yes. The new mm-hmm. the new Xbox. Yeah, it'll be a good test of the capabilities of that the the new console. Um plus it looks kind of cool. I'm not really much of a horror guy, but the uh you know the 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 dual world simultaneous thing does seem like a pretty pretty interesting uh gimmick for for lack of a better term. Uh so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And I think it comes out soon, doesn't it? Isn't it this month? Yeah, it's, it's like, like yeah, like two weeks away. Yep. <laughs> not even really. Yeah. So we'll get to try it soon. That's pretty exciting.
0: How, how about you, Adam? What's your first game you wanted to mention?
3: Uh, I'm torn because the one game I, I really want to pick here. I'm not sure that it has a release date of this year. Um, so I think that that might come a little bit later as we do our TBAs. But uh, since The one that the next one I'll bring up here, I'm pretty certain is 2021 because it was almost a 2020 game is going to be ratchet and clank rift apart. Uh, This game looked really great from what we saw. We we got to see, I think one or two demos of the game and uh, it it seemed like it's a really good way. Again, we were talking about testing the hardware, the new console. This is going to be a great game to do that because just from the demos we saw, you know, the benefits of what the solid state drive can do. We saw the benefits of of ray tracing in that um, it, it looks fast, it looks fluid, it looks gorgeous. Um, and, and Ratchet and Clank games, like, they're just fun, you know? Like, I, I don't think there's one... I, now, granted, I haven't played every single one of them, but of the ones that I have played, I haven't found one that I didn't enjoy. So um, I think this is going to be an absolute solid hit, for playstation and uh yeah so this this is one that i'm super looking forward to
2: was a really good choice Ratchet and clank um you know i i, I mentioned jack and daxter very often and how Hell it's one yeah. of my
0: series like you
2: know 3d platformer you're a jack collect- guy steven oh i love oh, i just Jak
0: gained so much respect for you right now that <laughs> yeah. is like one of my go-to franchises for sure for three it, and it's one that
2: i've been waiting for more of right yeah, yeah. i think i think until we get that Ratchet and Clank is a great filler series for that 3D platforming with a little bit of nonsense added in, so as a good choice, I'm excited for this
0: one too. So they said release or sorry, launch window of the PS5 is when this game was supposed to come out. So right. we are now edging close to two months from the launch of the PS5. Mm-hmm. When does that like launch window? stop you know like I I guess like March maybe like is yeah I mean, I'm kind of thinking like q1 of this year yeah, is, yeah is like what I'm quarterly
2: thinking. quarterly window or something like that yeah um, like so, a fiscal quarter
0: so I mean if if we don't hear anything by like the end of January I'm gonna be quite surprised um and and that will make me feel like it might come later in the year which is still fine like the game looks really well polished uh from what they showed off with the, the capturing on the ps5 uh, I just want to know when it comes out, cause yeah, I, I'm really excited for it. And, and I, my, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, when they said that, I'm like, okay, Ratchet Clank, February, make a mental note. And, and that's my fault for doing that, but it's just like, it's like it would be the perfect game for to start off this year before some of those bigger, you know, um, other AAA first party games start rolling out for for Sony. So, all right. Uh, So I, like I said, I, the medium was on my list. Um, Actually, where is my list? Where did it go? So I'll I'll share one other game quickly on my list here. Uh, All right. So this one I'm actually very excited for. Um, And that is Ghostwire Tokyo. So... This is a game that was... I think it was announced 2019 uh, at Bethesda's press event. This is from Tango Gameworks, who are also responsible for the Evil Within. You know, Shinji Mikami, creator of Resident Evil. Um, so horror's kind of been, been the scene uh, for for him even at this new studio under Tango. And uh, this one is looks how, like it has a lot of horror elements sorry i'm just trying to pull up the trailer here it's uh it, it but it kind of mixes like more of an action combat system to it and and it's also first person so it's like very different than what shinji Mikami is kind of known for that like over the shoulder third person perspective horror game right uh there's going to be a lot more action elements in this one and you know I will say that like when they showed off this trailer, uh, I think this was the trailer from this year because that was our, we, we have more of a teaser type trailer during its announcement, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this trailer made me kind of been like, Oh, okay. It's not exactly what I thought it was, but I kind of like that. It's, it is different. It is something that isn't resident evil. I mean, there's so many ways to play that third person action horror game. Um, they're out there and there's a bunch of them. So let's try something new. Let's switch it to first person. I love that it's set in Tokyo and I love that it's playing with, um, you know, the supernatural. You have so many different ghosts that, uh, you know, you have one that look like Man. You have the creepy girl, ring girl or grudge girl, whatever you want to call her. Like there's all these kind of staples in the, the ghost world that they're kind of bringing in and you're kind of like having to fight them. So I think like, I, I don't know. It just sounds like a really good time and um i I do really like first person games that's kind of like my perspective of choice so i actually like this change up of perspective although i know that a lot of people you know uh aren't super super happy about it but anyways i i i'm excited for this one i'm really hoping that uh it'll come out this year it's still slotted for 2021 um and it's going to be a PS5 exclusive time, though, because since this was announced as an exclusive for PlayStation 5, um, Microsoft, they bought Bethesda, right? And Tango Gameworks is under Bethesda and ZeniMax. So, uh, it, you know, that that's good because that just means that in a year, Xbox players are going to be able to play it. And I don't know if that deal was was like that to begin with, but at any rate, I'm I'm excited for that one. Yeah,
3: this one um, when when they first announced it, I, I didn't really have any hype for it because I'm I'm not really a Resident Evil player, I'm not really a horror guy, so um, it didn't really do a ton for me. But when we finally saw the the trailer, the one you just showed off there, um, all of a sudden I'm like I'm super into this because I I like the look of it, I like you know that that Tokyo setting, I like the vibe, I like the sort of more action oriented thing to it. Like it's not super. Like it has a supernatural, but it doesn't seem like it's really a horror game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they turn it into more of like a first-person action. You're doing like the little mudra things with your hands to mm-hmm. do like your attacks and spells, and um, it it almost seems like they they sort of blended like uh, I, I don't know, like an action game, but like it, it kind of gives me Bio BioShock vibes, and uh, you know I, I'm definitely into that. So yeah, this is, this is one I actually had on my list too, but cool. I wasn't sure if this was going to be a 2021 game or not, but yeah, it's one that I'm excited for too.
2: Yeah. It has a very Ghostbusters theme to it. <laughs> yeah, you know? totally. It's not so much like a jump scare you out yeah. of your seat sort of, sort of game. It's more like go out and you, you're a ghostbusting wizard is what it looks mm-hmm. like. And it, it seems like a really cool mechanic to, um, to kind of add into that ghosty horror, horror story sort of deal. So yeah, it looks really good.
0: Yeah, I think there, you know, a lot of horror games or any horror elements usually cop out for just gore and, like we said, jump scares. So I like that, you know, with, I don't know, like playing Phasmophobia, right, <laughs> as, as uh, janky as that game is. It, it's suspenseful right when you have like the a ghost that you can't see and it's messing with the environment and stuff. And so to see like a game based on like ghost hunting on a triple a level, I think is something that we don't really have right now in, in the industry. So yeah, I, am really looking forward to it. All right. Uh, Steven, let's uh, keep this train rolling. So I'm an MMO guy big time and,
2: uh, coming out this spring, is New World uh, now? If you are, if you are also into MMOs, and you're also into souls like games, this is kind of the mishmash of those two genres together for you. Um, I got the, uh, I had the ability to play the preview whenever they had this in. I think it was October. I would say it was October. Um, and whenever it comes to, uh, like I said, it kind of takes that souls like game and mashes it into a, mashes it into MMO. The combat is exactly as you would expect. It's not like, you know, it's not like your click button uh, WoW or Final Fantasy fourteen. It's more like you have a couple abilities within your ability set. You go into a battle and you've got to be smart about how you use your resources in that battle. Um, on top of that, uh, the world that they've crafted around this, um, you know, around this MMO, around that combat is extremely interactable and gorgeous. So, um, and the UI is nice and clean. It's small. It's not like, again, it's not that classic MMO feel where you've got a bunch of buttons down at the bottom of the screen. You got to click through, go through rotations and stuff. It's more like you go out into the world, you're an explorer, you're going to interact with almost every single object you come across. You're going to gather materials. You're going to take those materials back to, back to the cities and craft things. And, you know, it has all those elements to it. Uh, with this really nice clean combat system and that was just from the preview we saw um i want to say maybe four parts of the world as a whole um and what they introduced to us within that preview got me really excited i put it i put it onto my top 10 list my personal top 10 list for last year was a preview of a game just to kind of give you an idea of the type of hype that i have for this coming out in the spring um you know, to kind of tease a little bit of the content-wise, I did apply to become an official content creator for New World. I haven't heard anything back yet, but I'm kind of putting myself out there to see if maybe I can get some some uh, you know exclusive stuff, giveaways, things along those lines. But I'm I'm really really excited about this game. I think it's going to be a ton of fun uh, to really get into it.
3: Yeah, you really got you really piqued my interest with it. I didn't play I didn't play the preview of it, and I'm kind of kicking myself for not getting into it when I had the chance and now I'm just kind of like please put out a beta please put out a beta like <laughs> it's just I don't know the 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 MMO mixed with uh Souls like sounds pretty cool to me. Um so I really want to try this out and uh yeah so hopefully they have some sort of like beta access here shortly.
2: We're all hoping for it. <laughs> everybody who everybody who played the, the preview, you can catch them on Twitter every once in a while. Like give us more. Everybody wants to go back into the world and, and play. Um, we're all just waiting right now. They're in a closed alpha, which I also tried to get into but didn't. Um, and uh, they're they're adding adding certain things that we all kind of demanded. Uh, I know great weapons are coming into play. They're also adding in spear combat as well. Um, now we're talking, course, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So <like> it, <laughs> you know, there's. Um, they're adding things in and they're taking community feedback and you always want to see that from a developer is that they're listening to what players are saying to make their game better for them especially whenever you're talking in an mmo and you're expecting people to put years into a game mm-hmm. so like um i i think i think they're on to something i think amazon is on to something with this game and i'm really excited to I said I said it like four times. I'm excited to play this game,
3: guys. (laughs) But are you excited? (laughs) Just be.
2: (laughs) Oh, and the crafting, the crafting. My my community gives me hell all the time because I don't craft enough in Final Fantasy. Crafting, (laughs) the crafting in New World. I did a lot of it during the preview, Um, and it's it's a good system. So there there you have it.
0: All right, Garrett.
1: Um all right, you'll have to excuse me. I had a laptop battery issue there for a minute. Uh last I heard we were talking about the medium and then we were talking about uh New World here. Did I miss anything oh, else?
0: Oh, yeah, we uh we talked about Ghostwire Tokyo. And okay, also okay. Ratchet & and Clank. And Ratchet & Clank, yes. Ratchet & Clank. Yeah,
1: that's right. I was here for Ratchet & Clank. Okay. okay. Um all right. Well then, I think for me probably most anticipated honestly this year and it's actually the same as what was last year it's halo infinite um if you guys know me i'm a big halo fan Uh, i've been playing the game since the original xbox and kind of ready for halo to kind of come back a little bit it's been a few uh it's getting close to a decade now since it's halo's really been a big deal and so uh we've all got our fingers crossed that this is the one that's kind of kind of bring things back and I think the fact that they were willing to delay out of the Series X launch and really launch with with no exclusive meant that they want to get this right too. And so, um, yeah, I mean, the game kind of became a meme when they first showed it. And obviously they took that into account. And it looks like they're, you know, like I said, they're doing their their best to to make sure that this is going to be something that's special and something that is going to, you know, be a big a big game for for fans of the series as well as uh, you know help bring in new fans. Um, believe that they did announce that multiplayer is free uh, for for everyone at one point. Don't know if that's still going to be the thing uh, with this huge delay, but um, you know again this is Game Pass game. So uh, if you got Game Pass, you got the whole game for free basically. So um, yeah, I just I'm really cautiously optimistic. Everything that they say about it has me thinking that they've they've, they're going to nail it but you know everything that we've kind of seen from it just kind of seems like more halo so we'll see um i'm 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 in that space where i'm anticipating but i'm also like willing to willing to be wrong about it you know what i'm saying like i'm anticipating that it could it could fail and it could be just another decent halo game like the last couple ones have been so i like Um,
3: that you said you're in that space (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's what I meant to say, but that's what came out. No, no, We're gonna roll with you it. You know,
3: Halo, space, space,
1: Halo, space, yep. infinite space. Even you're, you're like in, that. yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you, Garrett. You know,
2: you Halo, Halo brought me into Xbox, and I say all, mm-hmm. I said all the time. If, if, if Xbox says they're bringing a Fable, I'm gonna buy an Xbox. So they're bringing the Fable, mm-hmm. and if they bring Halo along with that, like that's it. That's the library yep. that I need yep. to have that system and And it's been since three and four that I've played, and it's and I'm really hoping I'm hoping they're with you that infinite's mm-hmm. that one that just kind of like grabs us by the faces like the others did and pulls us back into this universe because it's a good one
1: it's yep. a really good one, yeah, so- I mean Halo was like the biggest game launch of every year for me from every year that a halo game launched, so and it's just been kind of. I feel like I've been missing my game, you know, that's my game that ah, like, oh, I get super hyped for. I previously used to buy like the most expensive special edition for every Halo game that came out. I'm not doing that anymore, <laughs> but uh nobody has they're all in the garage now cuz I don't have room for them anywhere, but um yeah, man, I just I really really hope that they they turn turn this into something that that we're uh going to be talking about for a while and it's not just a oh, everyone played the new Halo and then it comes and and it's gone. So, mm-hmm. we'll see.
0: So when do we think Halo is gonna come out? Because obviously it was just delayed to this year, and I don't, I don't know if they've mentioned a window at all.
1: They recently said, uh, like fall or so, like Q three, Q four.
0: Yeah, that, that's kind of what like everyone had assumed. I wasn't sure if they mm-hmm. had made an official uh, statement or whatever. So okay, mm-hmm. that's uh, yeah, I mean. The, it it was on my list obviously as well. Um, it, it, it like, I just really don't want them to mess it up. Like, especially after this, this delay that they did, like they just can't, they can't or, or Halo will die unfortunately. And it's just like, that would be so unfortunate for, for the fans, for, for the franchise and everything that came before it. Like it's such a staple in, uh, video games and, I really hope that uh, they can they can fix Craig, as as we, I think we just passed there, and, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. and we uh, you know and come out with a really solid game that looks good and looks next gen and and performs like a next gen game while also you know feeling like Halo, but also you know pre- being a new experience like what they're showing what this new type of Halo game looks like with it being a little bit, like I'm so excited for it. Um, but you know, they, they got, they had, they, I'm glad they delayed it. Cause clearly it wasn't, it wasn't ready. And I'm glad that they didn't launch that game with, uh, you know, with, with issues. Cause that, it just would have been, mm-hmm. it would have been bad. So here's hoping that they can, you know, crush it this year with the rest of the development, clean it up and have a really successful launch whenever they do plan on releasing this game.
1: Yeah. I think the the fact that they brought in uh, Joseph Statton to kind of uh, he's, he's uh, worked on a lot of the series before he's written some of the novels in the halo universe. So he's a guy that really, really loves halo and is going to do right by the series. So I'm hoping that his signing and him coming in is really going to be the, that extra little polish that, that things need. So here's to hoping,
2: and you know, master chief is Microsoft's Mario, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like he's the character that whenever you think Xbox, you're thinking Master Chief. So it's one of those things that if if Halo Infinite flops, like where does that where does that leave that mascot? You know, because let's if we look at another mascot, Sonic, who outlasted his system and has carried (laughs) on to other systems, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Is that what we're gonna? Is that what Master Chief is going to be relegated to? Is just being kind of like a character we passed off to to other systems? You know what's what's going to go on there because it's a um, this is I think this is a do or die moment whenever it comes to the Halo series in this game, and I'm glad that they're not getting into battle royale. They have insisted that battle royale is not happening for Halo, and it should not happen for Halo. We're all into that multiplayer uh, standard that Halo set, and I'm glad they're not diving into all the nonsense that that uh, battle royale has brought to the to the shoot 'em up.
1: Yeah, they say that. I th- I still think <laughs> I still think it's coming. It, it feels inevitable, I, it, doesn't it? Yeah, I, and I'm with you. Like Halo multiplayer, that's I mean sign me up. That's uh, my favorite multiplayer of all time is probably Halo 2 or Halo 3. So like I'm there all day for the 4 on 4, 8 on 8, you know, that kind of stuff, but I think they could definitely do something really cool in the Battle Royale space just with the amount of weapons they have, the, the amount vehicles, of vehicles that yeah. they have and the kind of the you know massive vistas that they can put you on to play that kind of mode i just i think it would be really cool if they do it if they don't do it i mean it's not going to be a huge deal to me like i you know i said i'm there for the story i'm there for the multiplayer but i think eventually whether it's this game or or somewhere down the line they're they've got to tackle it at some point
0: all right ann
3: uh, well, I'm stumped because I have quite, I have a few that haven't been mentioned yet, and I'm really surprised they haven't. Uh, so I don't know which one to pick next, really. Um, I think I'm going to go with something that, uh, one that may, may be a little bit of a lesser-known title. Like, I know there's some some big ones I could definitely pull from, but I think I'm going to go with something a little bit smaller, something I've been looking forward to for, for years now, and that's Biomutant. Um, this game has been in development for years now. <laughs> um long time I'm trying to think when i first heard about it. it's it got to be like 2015 or 2016 at this point. that sounds
0: about right yeah
3: um and and they showed off a little bit of it at an e3 several years ago uh whenever it was and and i'm like dude like i gotta play this game right so you have you have your character creation you get to build like this little little rat creature or you know a varmint of some sort but it also looks like it has sort of like that uh maybe almost like souls gameplay to it where it's like that action adventure, um, you know, sort of high, um, high action combat. And it's just, you know, it's, it's just seems like a neat idea. Right. And And I believe there, you know, skills and stuff that you can invest in and ways that you can further customize your, I guess, Biomutant uh, after creation to, to sort of make it your own. They showed, you know, a couple different weapons you can choose from. And uh, last E3, I believe we saw a boss fight that they showed. And, and it was a pretty, pretty large boss from what I recall. Um, yeah. So it seems like it's going to be, you know, obviously we're seeing here, it's going to be like an open world type game. So uh, it, you know, maybe it ends up just being another open world game. Maybe it ends up being something really special, but um, it's something I'm, I'm definitely really excited for. So I wanted to, I wanted to make sure that, that it gets mentioned here.
0: Yeah. Poor, poor bio Mutant. Like that game I know, man. had, had some hype <laughs> when it was announced. Cause I remember like hearing a lot about it and, like this game looks really cool. They were showing off the character customization and, uh, it just like fell, fell off and like no one talked about it and it, it just like a lot of people just assumed it was vaporware like it, it's it gone right it was canceled but i'm glad that they pushed through uh this uh trailer that we're showing on stream right now was uploaded june 25th 2020 i think last year they did show some stuff around e3 at some of those events that were going on so um i don't know if it actually has like it's still just 2021 i think i think so yeah i, I think it was supposed to come out
3: to being a 2020 yeah. game before all the COVID stuff hit.
0: Yeah. So they, they probably just had to, to push it back a year and it, it, they can't get it out this year, man. I don't know, <laughs> but I'm with you. It yeah. looks, it looks like a cool game. It looks more like, I'm not trying to make it sound like it's, um uh, less worthy or anything like that, but like they I feel like we're starting to start getting those double A games, right? Like it always felt like the generation was indies and triple A releases. And then you're kind of like games as service scattered in there, right? And I feel like we haven't had those double A games that we had on the, the PS2, Xbox, GameCube generation, and then even mm-hmm. the 360 and PS3. Like, sure, there was a lot, a lot of bad games released in those generations, but sometimes it's nice to have... A game that is, you know, a little more pro- bigger production value than, you know, your, your typical AAA or sorry, your more production value than your typical indie game. But, you know, not, not, not necessarily something with like famous celebrities doing voice acting in this huge, expansive $80 game or whatever, like give us some mm-hmm. more mid tier games. And I feel like Bob Mutant can hit check off so many boxes uh, with it. So, yeah, I don't know. Again, another here's hope in situation, but mm-hmm. yeah,
2: I think it's that it's that console generation flip, right? That's getting us so many so many of these double A's. that with the console generation sh- changeover, we're having a lot of these studios coming out with games that are kind of maybe hoping to be the next big thing, because you know at the end of the generation, it's usually those. That's whenever we start getting the games of service. Another another sequel to whatever whatever game that we've been playing what have you things along those lines so i think it's it's got to be that that console transition that we're getting so many of these because mm-hmm. it's 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 a big list of games that are coming out this year and that's the only thing that i can come up with is that we're looking at we're looking at this console generation flip that would cause this
0: yeah oh, that's a good point
2: great list too good choice mm mm-hmm.
1: mhm
0: So, uh, my next game that I had on my list was Returnal, which is from, is it pronounced House Marquee or House Mark? I think it's House Mark. Okay. I always Mm -hmm. call it Marquee, uh, just because of the way it's spelled, but I've heard it pronounced as House Mark. Okay. Glad I got that straight. This game was announced, I guess, just last year, uh, with the PS5 event, right? And I remember like seeing that initial trailer and like just being amazed by how it was kind of mixing sci-fi with some like surrealism, right? Uh, there was some really trippy environments that, uh, your character was going on. Like, damn, that looks like my cup of tea. And then I think it was game awards. We got that. Was it game awards? There was something recently, right? We got a trailer so. with actual gameplay and a release date. Right. And, uh, it's, it's more action than I, I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be like a third-person action-adventure, you know, Last of Us. You know, the typical Sony Sony mm-hmm. bread and butter, right? And it does look a little more action-based, which I, I'm totally down for. Um, it looks fast-paced. And, yeah, I'm just really excited to kind of see what this game is because my... Like, just looking at it, I, don't, I couldn't really tell you uh, what the game's story is just from what I know about it. But it's, like, watching the trailers, seeing uh, the gameplay, seeing the different environments that you go to. Like, there's, uh, again, for our Twitch viewers, we got environments that are just, like, going back and forth that are so different from each other. And dealing with these crazy supernatural monsters, uh there are and it's kind of like a sci fi elements in it so it's like it's kind of mixing genres and they're all genres that i'm totally down with and what they showed looks like it's blending really well together so yeah i i just think it's also cool that the studio is taking on uh a game like this because typically if you look back at their catalog of games um mm-hmm. they look a smaller budget i guess right more more top-down shooters uh more more level of like what we call an indie game or something like that but the the game looks really great and honestly we don't have to wait too long because it's just right around the corner i think it's march let's see march 20
1: march 19th yeah yeah Yeah.
0: so right around the corner um as like sony's first unless again ratchet releases next month or something like that it's going to be sony's first triple a game of the year and that's important when you're starting to build out a catalog for a a console right um they killed it with their launch lineup demon soul spider-man uh so if this game is like exceptional like sony's just gonna get a a not like a lead because again i don't want to make this like a console war discussion but it's like they're they're really going to solidify that they're starting this generation just like they did the last one it works, and they're mm-hmm. continuing on with it. So I'm really hoping this game meets that same level of quality that we see from all the other first-party Sony games.
3: The thing that kind of uh, intrigues me a little bit is that, is that it looks like it might even have some roguelike elements to it, the whole sort of like, you know, uh, you die, and then and mm-hmm. then you're back where you started sort of thing. And, you know, I, I guess, you know, as you go through, you uncover more lore, you uncover more story, kind of like what we see with Hades, right? Where it's a it's a roguelike game, but it has a ton of plot to it. There's still a lot of depth. So just because you're only playing to a certain point, and then you're dying, and then you're having to start over, it doesn't mean that there can't be some story in there too. Uh, but that really kind of seems like that might be a vibe that this is going in as well, or direction that this is going in, uh, is that it that it has sort of that roguelike experience to it. So I'm I'm curious to see if that's really how it is, or if the you know, sort of starting back over from where you were, if it's all just plot related. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely something that I have on my radar too.
1: Yep. Same here. Um Again, another one that I don't know a whole ton about other than what they've shown in the trailers and it's just visually looks cool and it looks like it would be a fun time to play. So, um, and, and, you know, being that it is the first big PS5 exclusive coming out this year, uh, if we if we don't count Destruction All Stars, which I think we would all uh, agree to, um, it, it just seems like you know Sony's setting it up as you know I'm gonna we're gonna put this out in a time when there's not a lot else going on and give it its space and let people really you know um, have have the time to get into this and, and make a big deal out of it. So I I think it might end up being something we're talking about quite a bit this year, honestly. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see how it turns out.
0: Yeah, it's going to, I'm already committed. I've seen enough that I'm like going to buy it. Uh, so I'll, it'll be a day one purchase for me. So I'm sure we'll have some coverage on that. Hopefully in a couple of months, uh, pending it, uh, everything goes successful with their the release date and everything. All right. Let, yeah, let's just, you guys can just jump in. Um, I think we got the order counterclockwise. So Steven, go for it. So, right around the corner is probably one
2: of, arguably one of the best Mario games that has existed. And that's Super Mario mm-hmm. 3D World plus nice. Bowser's Fury. Um, mm-hmm. My household is ready for this. So ready for this. Because we haven't had it since the Wii. And since the Wii was traded in to get the Switch, I've been getting a lot of ire from the kids about not having 3d world anymore they're very upset about it and i'm a little upset too but now we're getting it and it's it's going to be uh it's going to be here soon i'm the fun factor of this game like odyssey was good let's say like odyssey was a good mario game i enjoyed playing it but not as much as what i enjoyed playing uh 3d world it just had a lot of really great levels to it um the 3d platforming elements to it and then it uh, i think one of the, one of my favorites is whenever you're riding the the sea monster down like the waterfalls and the, the basically white water rafting uh with the with the sea monster that one was those levels were were absolutely fantastic i'm ready to get my hands back on this again because there's a lot of really fun mechanics involved uh in 3d world it's going to be something that um uh, me and the kids both are going to be very very excited to be playing again
1: yeah, I, I haven't played a ton of it. I played through 3D Land on the 3DS, which is a similar style game, but no co-op, obviously. Uh, but I have played a little bit of 3D World on the on the Wii U as well, but definitely not as much as you have, and you're talking about stuff I've never even seen. So it sounds awesome, and I think this is one that, that myself and my oldest son will probably probably get into at some point this year. Probably not right away, but down the line this year, probably, probably pick that up at some point.
3: Yeah, this is a, um, if you didn't have a Wii U and I mean, even if you did, um, you know, this is a, this is a must play Mario game. Like this is, this is quality Nintendo Mario, like at its finest, like it's elements of 3d, it's elements of classic 2d things get, you know, can get kind of chaotic when you have four people on the screen at the same time, the, the, the the level design is insane. It's so Mm -hmm. good. Um, and I'm really intrigued to see this DLC too. I think it's going to be really cool. Um, almost seems like it might be a little open. Maybe you get to explore a little bit. Could be really interesting to see how that how that works. Or if it's just going to be sort of an expansion to, you know, that, that just works the way the, the original game did. But yeah, this game, I, I've been saying it for a while. This should have came out way before New Super Mario Bros. Wii U. Because, I mean, that's just your standard Mario experience. Yeah. This is so much more than that it's Mm -hmm. so good
0: Mm -hmm. yeah my favorite part of the switch has been like like i know that everyone's complaining about not everyone but there's obviously a group of people that are very upset every time that you know the the first party games that they have to announce for a switch are ports of the wii u And for me, like, I love it because I have not owned a Nintendo console since the, the or I guess I had a Wii, but again, I don't really count that because that was kind of a party game machine. Uh, So I've missed out on so many great first party games from Nintendo. And I just remember when this game came out, like, so many people talked about it and yeah, I'm really excited to, I, I'm definitely going to pick this one up because I've been trying to find a reason to to play with my Switch lately because I, I just I've been on the hype of the new PC and the PS5 and my, my Switch, my poor Switch is collecting dust and uh, yeah, I, w- I would love to, to get a, you know, start off to 2021 with a, a good Switch first party game. So I'll, I'll definitely pick it up and uh, I'm always like, I suck at these platformer games, whether it's 3D, 2D, like they are one of those games that genres that i i just ha, i'm not as experienced in and i i can struggle at at times and so but you know as long as i can com- commit commit myself like i i hope to with this game i i think it will be a good time so um do we know what bowser's fury is is that was that a dlc from wii u or is that brand new content that's brand new okay brand
3: new. Mm-hmm.
2: more but we, content but for we don't, that-
0: but we don't really know like what exactly it is yet, huh? Interesting. Nope. Typical Nintendo. It's like a month away <laughs> from release, but there's mm-hmm. whatever. I'm sure it's all gonna oh. be great.
1: <laughs> Actually, as of this recording, tomorrow morning there's a new trailer coming out. I believe I saw something <laughs> on Twitter right before we hopped on. So there you go. I think it's like two two minute trailer or something. So hopefully there'll be a little bit something in there, but who sure. knows?
0: Yeah. Nice. Right. Um,
1: I guess I'll jump in here. Uh, next one I had was Outriders. So this is a game by People Can Fly, and it's published by Square Enix. People Can Fly is a studio that's worked on, they've been a part of Epic Games for a while, and they worked on the Gears of War series in the very beginning when, when uh, Epic was still doing those games. And uh, yeah, it looks kind of like a, like a third-person destiny, really, is what, what's got me interested in and uh, checking it out um but it's more a little bit more role playing it seems um so it's a third person shooter um different classes uh, and skills and ability trees and all that kind of stuff you know all the classic good rpg stuff that you want to get in there and grind for so uh, it's not one that i've decided whether i'm getting yet or not uh, i kind of want to feel it out and and kind of see what the what the vibe is it seems one, like one that might get a beta or a, a free weekend or something like that at some point so um, kind of just want to see a little bit more from it before i hop in because so far it's been a you know a lot of you know gameplay and trailers and that kind of stuff but i uh, haven't really had any hands-on impressions from anyone that i've heard of so far so uh, really if it's a game like like a games as service kind of game that i have to pay to get into not like a free one like fortnite or apex or something i really want to know what i'm getting into before i make that commitment because you you hate to get into a game like that and, you know, get, get to the end of it. And then you're just like, well, you know, this actually isn't that much fun to just play over and over again. So um, yeah, that's one I've got my eye on. And, and uh, that one is coming out pretty soon, I believe April 1st, actually. So uh, that's on PS five, PS four, both Xbox generations as well and PC. So um, hopefully one that will take advantage of some of the features and, you know, power of the new consoles and kind of maybe establish itself as that first big new games of service type game on, on this new generation.
0: Yeah. I mean, it definitely looks like a game that if you like Gears of war, this is going to be up your alley, right? Being a cover shooter and stuff. I, I watched coverage of this game and I don't think it was last year. I honestly want to, I think it was 2019. Yeah. And uh, it, it didn't even look like, um, this this trailer that we're watching now on stream like it looked similar uh but or i don't know maybe it's just because they got the hud on and everything but it looks like a really fun game to play with a group of friends like if you can get a squad with communication mm-hmm. and stuff like that it looks like a, a fun time so i don't know it's all like you said who who knows it's a game of service you never know with those things and you know in recent memory those haven't always worked out avengers anthem you know like great games but not necessarily what people wanted uh, or maybe lack some content so i don't know i i hope i hope it does well i like that it is a square game that isn't a high fantasy game i love when square publishes games that because you know their wheelhouse is high fantasy final fantasy uh, and the like so yeah I, I it's it's been on my radar as well but not sure if i'm gonna pick it up yet i think i gotta wait for like reviews and stuff on this one
1: mm-hmm.
2: well they took over tomb raider square enix yeah that's
1: true
0: so mm-hmm.
2: that's right they have that series now and then i don't know if i'd call it high fantasy playing through it now near i don't i don't think i would call it high fantasy like their final yeah, fair phase enough.
3: like yeah. sci-fi fantasy
2: yeah so mm-hmm. like they
0: they can diversify a little bit
2: i think the yeah. only one that i feel like they kind of didn't do well on that was outside of that that classic final fantasy series was avengers right it just kind of oh, yeah went...
0: yeah it... that was square as well i forgot
2: yeah mm-hmm. like it was it was i was scared of that game because it was square yeah and i was and and seeing how anthem took i was i was even more afraid of this because like it is one of those squad up and play and have more fun type of games and i f- i'm getting the same sense out of outriders and i'm kind of hoping maybe i end up being wrong about it but because uh, all the images and stuff that they show about it like it looks good mm-hmm. it's just it's just i don't know it's yeah. a, it's a, i don't want to get burned again by another mm-hmm. uh, play with your friends uh making to make it better sort of situations because yeah, let's mm-hmm. face it, a lot of people have a lot of life to take care of you know so it's it's tough to always get the squad to to come together
0: exactly yeah
3: right on all right, so uh, y'all left uh, a big old piece of low-hanging fruit on the tree there. Back for blood.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was saving it's- that one, but yes, yep. back for blood.
3: Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, that game looks sick. Um, mm-hmm. I can't believe that, you know, it, they, they almost pulled kind of like a, if you remember what Bethesda did with Fallout 4, right? Like six months, you know, half a year before the game comes out, they're like, let's show you a trailer for this game. And then let's give you a release date that's not that far off. And it's like an actual release date. Um, And then they, they proceeded, you know, we saw, um, I think there was a little bit of gameplay footage and then there was some alpha gameplay uh, that IGN did and maybe a couple other like outlets or influencers got to, got to join in on. It got really high praise from that, that little bit of gameplay. So I think, we're really in for a classic Left 4 Dead experience with this game, and it it looks incredible. Uh, I can't wait to to squat up and play this game. Um, good news is that it's not a game as service, so you can just hop in, play for a bit, hop out. No commitments, you know. Um, I'm I'm sure they're going to have plenty of content in there, plenty of things to to keep it fresh and fun. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm just I'm so excited
2: i'm with you in fact this was this was where i was going to go next so now i have to try and find from this list another game to talk about but uh <laughs> when it's my turn again uh june what is it june 22nd mm-hmm. june 22nd is yep. when we go back to our origins whenever it comes to zombie slaying multiplayer <laughs> games right so like this is like uh it's like adam said it's that left for dead uh glory that we were that we just had so much fun playing back in the day and um after just getting done talking about a game and squatting up squatting up with your friends right because it's really tough like this is literally one that if you guys shoot me an invite for i'm dropping everything that i'm doing to jump into because i love the web series this is this is like this is going to be a game that we're going to play a lot together i hope you're ready
1: (laughs) oh
0: i i am ready and i am so excited since this game got announced that uh I like my friend uh, Andrew who who's been on the show way back in the day is huge left for dead fan and still plays it to this day downloads custom maps and loves to play with the mods on the on the game and stuff and so yeah I've actually it's one of the games I played over break quite a bit um, was I was playing with a lot of community-made content with different maps and stuff but it just reminded me of like how much fun that game is with a group of friends right when you have people communicating and it's just such a blast so i'm glad that they're bringing that back and like we already got our squad right here so like i i love that you know we're going to be able to to stream this game and and play this game because yeah it was easily like when i look back at some of my favorite games that i played with friends this is in that like top five list right of all time favorite multiplayer games um yeah, it, it's so much fun. I know that in the alpha, there were some some things that people uh, criticized, it, but that's the purpose of an alpha, right? Like they're, they're, they do got it, some work to clean up on and I hope that uh, come June that it, it's ready and to go and it meets our expectations hopefully. But it, it literally just looks like a carbon copy of Left 4 Dead. So I really don't see how they could go, go wrong with it, right? They have people who've worked on the previous games with with that so like it like it's got to be a slam dunk Mm
2: -hmm. easy one yeah easy one Mm
0: -hmm. so it wasn't that it was low-hanging fruit adam it was on my list and yeah i was gonna mention it too i'm saving my my more hype games for for the last half of my list i guess uh which leads me to my next game um hogwarts legacy so this game is uh, has a little bit of controversy, obviously with uh, J.K. Rowling and all of her wonderful things that she has said. In uh, I'm being sarcastic, of course, um, but yeah. they uh, Warner Brothers has said, you know, when when this game was announced and stuff, there was so much backlash because I think it was also around the time when J.K. Rowling had had, had said some more terrible things. And it it kind of shadowed this game's announcement and stuff, but they did say that JK Rowling, I know that like, that's the thing. There's always that, uh, she's going to get paid, right? She owns this IP. Uh, but at the same time, I love Harry Potter. I love the world. Megan loves it way more than I do. And this is just like, um, what I've wanted for like a Harry Potter game ever since seeing the movies and thinking like, man, Cause I remember playing Harry Potter games back in the day, the licensed games based on the movies, right? And I remember playing Chamber of Secrets and having so much fun with that game. And the Harry Potter Lego games are such a like that. The world is like endless, right? There's so much that's not even in the movies that they can add in here. There's so much lore that has been created since the books and everything. Like it, it it's gonna be really fun. Uh, I, I really want to see what the actual gameplay looks like. Um, is it going to be open or is it going to be more linear? I'm really hoping for like an open thing like persona, right? Where I'm like this, uh, persona or like fire emblem, three houses, like that kind of vibe of like, I'm a student and I can roam around Hogwarts and you know, I can go play Quidditch and engage in that, or I can go on questing and go into the woods. And like, I just, there's so many things that they can play with this IP and, Yeah, I'm just glad that we finally got it announced because I remember like in my first like four or five months of doing this show, I did a whole episode talking about that leak that happened, right, of of that Mm -hmm. cam footage of someone recording a screen of some gameplay and then it just, we didn't hear anything for like two years and then we finally got that announcement. So I'm really excited uh, for this one. It's like Megan is, is going to be getting it and it's going to be another probably game that she puts more than a hundred hours into. So yeah, I really, I really hope it, it's good. It looks really solid from what they've shown off with it. And like I said, once I see that gameplay, I think that's all I'm needing to really be like a hundred percent on board with it. So I want
3: this to be bully with magic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's it.
3: That's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah.
0: Give me bully with magic. That's all we need.
1: <laughs> Sounds good.
2: So, um, February, February is a big month, right? So February, there's two and I'm going to kind of lump these two together. And they've they've got two different paths that we're looking at based on what we get in February from the two companies. One is Square Enix will be having their Final Fantasy 14 event in February where they're going to be announcing their new X Pack, which is uh, 6.0 uh, for for expansions. And the hype is real already in the Final Fantasy community for this game. I'm ready for it. This is one of those instances where I'm going to be probably juggling two MMOs, which I haven't done since Lord of the Rings Online and Final Fantasy XI, where basically we're playing those two games back and forth in tandem, because now I'm going to have New World plus Final Fantasy XIV, and I'm going to be bouncing back and forth between these two games easy. So February, they're going to be announcing this. It's going to be having an announcement date for sometime uh, this fall. Um, and it's just going to continue on the Final Fantasy XIV story, which has been absolutely uh, mind-blowing up to this point. And the lore that's been dropped on us, along with, of course, all the gameplay and the fighting and, and raiding and all those things, it's just has been uh, A-plus, in my opinion, whenever it comes to, comes to MMOs. And then the other event that we have is BlizzCon uh, 2021 that's going to be in February. And everybody has their fingers crossed that Diablo 4 is going to be a big topic for this year's BlizzCon. Now as as I was digging into Diablo 4 this morning, like it's one of those things where we literally could hear that it's not getting announced until next year, 2022. So it's kind of it's kind of on my hopeful that we're going to be getting a Q4 release of Diablo 4 because Diablo 4 is going to be giving us that um uh dark and dismal diablo 2 style and theme mixed with diablo 3 gameplay and that's going to be like kind of this perfect diablo game i think because a lot of old diablo fans think 2 is the best i think that with diablo 4 they uh they have the chance of kind of changing opinions and drawing back in a lot of the old old school fans of the series um I was a fan of three. I fell off of it. Cause I mean, that grind gets boring after a while and it just was something I didn't want to go back into too much. Um, but I think four is going to be one of those ones that's going to draw me back into the series. And again, it's one of those, get the squad together and go dive into some dungeons and get some loot and, uh, and even play one player through story. And it's going to be a, um, it's going to be an absolute baller game. I think with everything they've got coming together for it so far, Uh hopefully, Please Blizzard, please do right by us and give it to us this year. Don't make us wait anymore. Don't make us wait. Or give us some, give us some more gameplay and more trailers this year at BlizzCon.
0: All right, uh, Gary. Uh,
1: yeah, I guess that brings it to me. So, kind of running thin on big ones here. So, I wanted to shout out a game that I just heard about this past week called She Dreams Elsewhere. Uh, this is kind of like a. It's like a weird, retro, trippy, neon RPG-style game uh, coming to Game Pass. Um, it's been in development for a little while. There's not a firm release date. It's uh, coming out sometime this year, but yeah, it just looks like a neat little game. It kind of gives me some vibes of like Undertale a little bit, uh, mixed with a little bit of Earthbound maybe um i really again this is you know a lot of these games i've kind of intentionally not like read a bunch of details about because i want to especially with game pass games like i don't need to do that i don't need to you know inform myself about every detail about every game before i purchase it because i just got the opportunity to try it and so this one just really caught me with its art style and kind of the aesthetic that it's going for and uh besides that i really again really don't know a whole lot about it uh it just seems like a a game that would be pleasing to look at for a little while and and uh you know i'm I'm a fan of you know some of those kind of quirky weird uh indie games as well so um just seems like something that that's definitely going to be worth at least checking out for me on on game pass when that launches and i think it's coming out everywhere pc Mm -hmm. you know every system switch everywhere so um, wherever you're you're playing you'll have the chance to, to check it out and actually i should mention there is a demo available right now on pc oh. um, you just search on google for it and you'll you'll find it i think it's on like their itch.io page or something like that but um, i haven't gotten around to checking it out myself um, might do that depending on how long it takes before we get an announcement of, of a release date for this one but um yeah, so if anyone wants to check it out, um kind of gives me a little bit of persona vibes too, just with some of the how the battle art and mm-hmm. system kind of looks. So um yeah, that's uh that's one that that looks interesting to me.
0: Yeah, one that as uh in preparation for this episode, I was looking through through lists and came across I wanted to like more indie representation. And this was one that I almost put on my list because it, it was on my radar as well. Um I didn't even know there was a demo, so that's a great opportunity to check it out. But yeah, I, I recommend audio listeners to go check this one out because uh, you'll get what we're saying when we like are talking about the visuals and the art style uh, being very similar to uh, Undertale and stuff like that. It looks, uh, looks pretty cool. So uh, speaking of Persona...
3: Uh, persona 5 Strikers is coming out, so for those that don't know, it's basically the Dynasty Warriors, uh, but Persona version of that, and um, yeah, it. it I, I really like Hyrule Warriors, right, because that's like the Zelda version of Dynasty Warriors, and you know, just basically give me all the Persona you can, <laughs> <laughs> so this is, uh, th- this follows, um, you know, the, the story of Persona 5, Uh, So, I think it's maybe after the events of the original game. I'm not 100% sure. Um, or, Or maybe it's during it all in there somewhere. But, yeah, it's basically, like, I mean, just look at the gameplay here. You're taking Persona and putting it into more of, like, an action experience. And you're laying waste to, like, waves and waves of enemies, like... uh, uh, Yeah, I'm excited (laughs) for it. (laughs) And this might even be one that I might be able to get Kelly to play too, because as I've mentioned before on previous shows, she's not into games at all, but she does really like Hyrule Warriors. And uh, she really enjoyed when I played Persona 5, watching me play that. So this might be a game that even she's interested in playing. Um, So I think this one could be a lot of fun.
0: And would it be sacrilege if I just played this game having not really... No, no, two. Like I, I did play Persona Five. I probably play about twenty hours ish, which is only scratching the surface in that game. Like, because what, like you're saying, Adam, like it's taking that IP but applying a different kind of gameplay style to it. And this is way up. Like, I'm not one for for turn-based games typically, and just watching this like totally seems. Do you think like it would be bad? Like, do you think like I, I don't know, like what there's probably not a lot of story depth to this, but would you recommend that I should familiarize myself a little more with Persona five before jumping into this one? I'm not sure because like I said, I'm not a hundred percent sure where this falls
3: in line story wise. Um, I imagine if there is like, if it's after the original game, I imagine they probably catch you up on the story up to that point or, um, you know, just, yeah, just basically kind of fill you in regardless of where you what your previous experience is so i think it would be fine to yeah. just hop right in um i i don't see any reason why not now it has been out in japan for a while i mm-hmm. think so uh you might be able to find potentially reviews right for, that wouldn't um
0: say answer yeah. my question essentially yeah okay yep. all right yeah i especially when you were playing through royal there garrett i uh I wanted to. I want to get back into this game because I, I enjoyed it. But it was a it was a library game that I just mm. happened to check out from the library, um, and I had to take it back. So like I would have kept playing yep. if it wasn't for that, right? But yeah, cool. And on the Switch. 2, which is great. Persona on the Switch. I'll take that. (laughs) I know it's it's not the Persona 5
3: game (laughs) many people wanted on the Switch, but I think it'll still be cool.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, Oh, I forgot. Okay, I'm going to throw this one in. I'm going to be quick about it. I'm not even going to show B-roll for it, but Prince of Persia Sands of Time Remake. I am excited for that game, even though I I am one of those people that watched that trailer and was like, oof, that is, uh, that's a choice. And they've come out and said that that game is like, that's kind of like a style they were going for. And I was like, who, <laughs> who wanted to style their game to look like that is my question. But, yeah. um, yeah, at any rate, Prince of Persia, one of my favorite Sands of time, Prince of, uh, sorry, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, my, one of my favorite games of all time. um, I love that game and I it's been so many years since I've played it. So just having the opportunity of playing that, you know, not having to, to bust out the old Xbox and hook up everything just to, to play this old game. Like I'm glad that it's going to probably have, you know, those higher frame rates and, and be a lot more fluid regardless of what the style looks like. And I know that it did get a sl- somewhat slight delay from its original release date. So hopefully they were able to fix some things with that. But, yeah, it's supposed to come out March 18th, so just around the corner. And, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, probably going to be a, a game that I get on PC so I can make it <laughs> look as good as it possibly can. I don't know. but
2: So I'm, I'm in my quattro block, my fours, and Age of Empires four. Yes.
1: I almost completely
2: forgot about this game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and I know you're going to be hyped for this one, too, Luke. So the, the one thing I, I got in to do some research on it a little bit because uh, I wanted to be caught up on where they're at in production and everything like that. I guess the game is almost finished. like okay. They're playing it right now okay. uh, in studios, um, which gives hope that it could be coming out this year, which I really hope it is. The one thing that I found out, now if, if you're familiar with the Witcher games, Witcher 3 in particular is where I'm going with this one, um, they actually pulled the composer from Witcher 3 to age of empires four to conduct music for it uh mikolai Strowinski is his name um to be able to get an idea on what the music for this game was going to be like i went and looked up the witcher three soundtrack and i'm a big music guy i love music for video games i think it's our modern kind of our modern classical music that that soundtrack is amazing it is absolutely amazing. So, like, if that's any indication on where this game is going, because from what they're saying is they're not—they're making it a modern, a modern RTS, but they're not going to—they're not trying to overfill it like they did with some some other modern RTSs that we have. Uh, one that comes to mind is StarCraft II. I was a huge fan of the original StarCraft series, and then StarCraft II came out, and it just kind of like it kind of blew up the mechanics for me and it didn't, didn't hold well. I'm really looking at age of empires. If they're, if they're going to do what they're saying, they're going to do. I'm looking at age of empires four to give us classic RTS with, with that new wrapping paper type yeah. of deal. I'm really excited for this game. Uh, and like I said, it, it should be this year. Uh, it may be later this year, but it's looking really good that it'll be coming to us. Um, but yeah, in the quattro block, this is, uh, this is, the first RTS that I've been excited for, for a long time.
0: Yeah. And they, they definitely created that hype with the definitive editions, right in the recent years with two and three. Um, And now like game pass too, there, there's probably a whole bunch of people that got into the franchise for the first time through game pass and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I'm excited. And just to your point on, on soundtrack, like that, Age of Empires, like, especially two, in my mind, like, iconic, right? I can literally, I'm, sh- I'm sure you're playing in your head, like, the songs that you hear while you're playing and the main menu music. And so I'm glad that they're still having an emphasis on that. And, yeah, I can't wait. I, since I've gotten my PC, I've only been able to, like, dabble and re- revisit the games because um, it's been so long since I've played them. But, um, yeah, I, I just, like, as soon as I, it, like, brought me back to the days of spending hours and hours like me and my friend, my friend had two PCs set up. Um, and I would sit on one, he would sit in the other and we would go, we would, sometimes we'd be allies and play against each other. Sometimes we would go against each other. Sometimes we'd team up with the AI, whatever, like, like there's the, like bringing the age of empires into the modern age of like 2021 and what, you know, video games are like and what RTS games like I think I think you're right like I think they can really nail it with this one as long as they um you know check off all those boxes that you mentioned so I'm looking forward to it and I I really hope that they can they can make it happen this
1: year all right well I guess I'll keep with my indie theme here and this is one we talked about not too long ago but Cyber Shadow uh this is that one that was announced on the uh what was it the nintendo indies director indie world that's what it's called now uh yeah i think last month actually december um yeah this is the it's 2d side scroller um kind of looks like a mix between like ninja gaiden and uh a little bit of the messenger in there and yeah not a whole lot to be said about this one just looks like a fun little retro style game and uh from the people that published um well, they made Shovel Knight, but they're publishing this game. Right. So, uh, you know, they make they make quality games, and I don't think they'd be publishing something they didn't they didn't fully believe in. So, looks really cool. Looks like a, a Super Nintendo game, and that's about all I need to hear to to check it out. So, uh, yeah, th- like I said, we we talked about this one not too long ago, so I don't want to take too much time on it, but it's probably the next game I'll be playing. It comes out on the twenty sixth of this month. So mm. nice
0: gosh, this does look good. I
2: didn't yeah. even know this existed. Good call.
0: <laughs> it was, when I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, I'm buying that. <laughs> like, it was just yeah, like same here. an instant buy kind of showing for sure. And I never played Shell. Well, again, different. De- and honestly, I just want to rewind this trailer real quick. Because it- I think this is a solo developer. Mm. Um, Whoops where was it here? they've got a what
1: name is, but i it don't is, know what
0: is up with these solo developers Yeah, like, it's insane like the games that coming it. up with completely by
2: themselves it mm-hmm. makes you it makes you really start to wonder like how how much of a big studio do you really need to start putting together some of these things and is it convoluting having studios that large you know anymore it's it's yeah. so interesting
0: yeah oh geez i can't there it was it. yeah <laughs> somewhere in there yeah where was it there it is it's like machine
1: something single name yeah.
2: a game by I it oh it was almost there you almost had it
0: arn huns hunsiker i believe is how yeah. it's pronounced at mecha skull so you could probably check him out on twitter and get some info on the development on that game but yeah like i said right awesome. around the corner so
2: Really uh,
0: so I actually
3: don't have any others um, that have official release dates. I don't know if any anyone else does. The The rest of mine are, are still TBA okay. or unconfirmed. So uh,
2: just near replicant, the, the prequel or original near game uh, coming out in April, April 23rd. I think this is the last one uh, with anything confirmed that I have. And it's going to be good. I've been playing Nier Automata. Uh, yeah, with your I, at night my night, king at night, night streams, yeah. Yeah, and um what a great game mechanically. And if and if Near if Near Replicant is anything like it, which I'm guessing it's going to since it's the the Nier Onplane plane is technically the sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just going to be a ton of fun. It's just going to be a lot of fun with a lot of little story quirks and probably six, you know, 26 different endings like this one has <laughs> and I guess they're adding more things into it and kind of adjusting from what I understand based uh, based off on how the original one was. I didn't dig too much into it just because like uh, there are so many other stories I was trying to chase at the time. But it's uh, it's one for this year. That's on my
0: list. Yeah, real quick. I'll, I, I did have some other ones. I don't need to go into too much detail on them, though. Far Cry 6 uh It was supposed to come out February 18th, but, uh, it's been delayed with no new date. So, uh, I'm assuming probably like May would maybe be when that game comes out, but, uh, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, is that his name? Um... I'm really excited to see him play like his typical bad guy role in, in a far cry always game. He's the villain. He's always the villain. And I will say that his villain, you know, whether you're looking at Mandalorian or if you're looking at breaking bad, like a bit of a, a type actor in, in some of his roles, but you know, I, I love it. Like I, it, it's perfect for that character of the villain. And what does every far cry game have is a, good villain or they try to at least and i think they've been able to do that with some of their games and uh the fact that they brought in a big name like him to to play their villain means that they're they're putting a focus on that narrative and i think that's going to be a really good fit there so i'm excited for that i'm a big fan of the, the far cry games and then uh lastly these have 2021 dates um Resident Evil 8, Gotham Knights, and uh, another one called 12 Minutes, which I know, Adam, you are interested in this game as well. Um, so, yeah, I had it on my Fantasy Critic
3: team, and it was, I think, so close to coming out last year. And then
0: just kind of out of nowhere, it got delayed to who knows when. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to say to our audience right now that this is a game you should have on your radar. It is another solo uh, developed game. Um, it is from like a top down perspective. And what was crazy last here. let me pull up the trailer here. Uh, it, what was crazy last year, sorry, is that they came out and announced an all-star voice cast for this game. And, you know, that that's a, Pretty normal in today in terms of, uh, you know, video games and combining that. But like, where is it here? So they got James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and Willem Dafoe in this game, uh, which are all pretty big names for a, again, solo developed game. And I'm sure they were able to probably, Anna Perna is the publisher, and they're both in the game spaces as well as the movie space. So they maybe had the connections to hook up uh for for this game but um yeah like just just go and look up what kind of the like i, I don't i don't know if you can kind of, kind of know enough to explain the whole shtick of the gameplay loop but i really i don't know i, I know, i'm not 100 yeah. percent sure
3: myself uh because it's it, it seems like it, one of those type of games where it's it, there's sort of a loop to it right like you have a certain amount of time, I guess, yeah, to, it's to get a minutes. certain outcome. Yeah. Hence the name of the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, to, to get like an outcome of of whatever conflict is, is going on. And there's different, you know, I guess, depending on, like a choose your own adventure, depending on how you play or what, uh, you know, maybe dialogue or what things you interact with are going to determine the outcome at the end of that 12 minutes. Uh, but it seems like there is a loop so that after, that ends you are sort of back
0: to where you started yeah groundhog day and, yeah. and do it again uh yep. do different things probably result in different outcomes and stuff like that so yeah it's just a game that i i think there's quite a few people that are aware of it but um it looks like a really stellar game and again like i said big big voice cast attached with it um now so i really hope that that you know Get, get, gets it more exposure and stuff because I remember seeing that initial trailer and just thinking like, damn, that looks, that looks pretty cool. So. All right. Well, I guess we can just move on then to uh, the games that are still TBA. Uh, I guess, Steven, did you have any that you wanted to mention
2: for to be announced?
0: Yeah. Maybe Probably. a game that you're could come out this year, but we, we, we still don't know when it's when it's going to release
2: are you are you guys ready are you ready
0: (laughs) i don't know oh man (laughs) he's gonna do it he's gonna do it we all know he's gonna do it
1: (laughs) no man
0: (laughs) he did the thing (laughs) (laughs) uh so normally
2: what they do is hello games will have uh four or five patches that they're gonna do between their last big release which was beyond uh, to their next release, which will end up being 4.0, is what we're looking at. Um, and normally it's summertime. So we're probably looking at August, July, August timeframe sometime. I'm expecting to hear that we're going to get another major update for No Man's Sky, and I'm I'm pretty pumped about it. They're very predictable as a company. They, um, Whenever you were first getting to know Hello Games through the No Man's Sky release, they were very... Uh, quiet you did not hear from them on social media they're not out there handing out refunds for their game they're literally nose to the grind fixing it they came out and said we're fixing it right Um, and they did there was no need for their companies to start taxing them wildly or or you know there was community backlash but eventually they just they gave us a game well and And and
0: even with that in, in in itself they've created like this new like terminology for a game that can like have a not so great launch and then you know like everyone refers to as a no man's sky situation right Mm -hmm. maybe cyberpunk can have a no man's sky situation they they missed the launch can they can they improve it like no man's sky did
2: exactly and i fully believe that cyberpunk can i think that they're going to make an amazing comeback and we're going to have a, a very well put together game uh, but yeah, to it, I think August of this year. Expect another major update from No Man's Sky. I have no idea what it could be. I, I, every time they do a release, it's like, oh my gosh, they're adding something new that was completely unexpected and ends up being amazing. Uh, so I'm, I'm expecting uh, some nice things at of at a Hello Games and another, another uh, a, a good 4.0 from them this year. Sure. Excited. Excited about it all.
1: Well, I think the biggest two announced but no release date games for me would be zelda breath of the wild 2 and metroid prime 4 so i mean
3: taking up two geez. two games
1: yeah let's just have the discussion now i mean there's just like, well, when are these games coming is all i need to know like I, I doesn't i don't need to see anything else i don't care about what the story is i don't care about like none of it just put the game out and let me play it you know what i mean like I love Zelda and I love Metroid, and I'm ready. I'm ready for them. So,
2: yeah, we're in the 35th anniversary this year for each of these series, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, like, the anticipation is high to have at least one of these titles coming out this year, right? Like, we should get at least one of them. I, I, I'm hoping anyway. There's, of course, it's Nintendo. We have no dates on anything. (laughs) We have no indication on what it's going to be, and it's all guesswork at this point. So it's like you know when we saw the announcement for breath of the wild to how far along in production were they how far along in metroid prime 4 are they at this point so like we have to be like is it this year just because we have this little bit of anniversary talk mm-hmm. or are we just going to get
1: trilogies remastered yeah. you know um i'm ready to i think it's it. uh, yeah i think in terms of like tying it in with the anniversaries zelda seems more likely for that just because it's a bigger series there's a lot more games there's a lot more history to that series Whereas Metroid, you know, they restarted development on that. They'd never have made a huge deal about the anniversary of Metroid before, which I wish they would. But uh, I just think if, if that's that's how it's going to be, is like this is the big game we're pushing because it's the anniversary, then my money's on Zelda at that, at that point. And maybe they both come this year. Uh, who knows? But, I mean, that would be pretty something pretty special, like, like we were talking about at the top of this, like, you know, this could be a, a Mario and breath of, or Mario Odyssey and breath of the wild one situation. If both those games came out this year.
3: Yeah, I think for sure. I shouldn't say for sure, but I think there's, there's good money on breath of the wild two coming out this year. Yeah. Um, I, I still don't see Metroid prime four coming out. I think if anything, we'll get the prime trilogy released this year. Um, and then you know maybe something for, um, you know may- maybe we'll see something similar to like Super Mario 35, right? Like that battle royale Mario game because that's a limited time game. So maybe once that comes down, maybe that opens room for Zelda 35 or Metroid 35. Dude, that um, would be nutty. Yeah, that would be so it, nutty. Right. So I I think I I don't think we'll see Metroid Prime 4 this year. At least not not being released. I don't think it'll re- be released. I think there's a very real chance that we'll see finally see some gameplay or some some kind of footage of the game to in, ensure or to, to remind us that it is real mm-hmm. and it is actually <laughs> being worked on. Um, but yeah, I would I would say I would say the good money's on Breath of Wa- Breath of the Wild two coming out. My question is to you guys: is almost everybody loved Breath of the Wild? And I think those that say they don't like it are just being contrarian. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're they're just trying to to have a hot <laughs> because take because it's because it's, it's a possible. popular thing. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, so uh, the thing that I'm I'm a little skeptical about is are they going to do enough to make Breath of the Wild too fresh, or is it just going to be more Breath of the Wild? Which I'm totally okay with, but I think there's there's a lot. I think they're leaving themselves open to criticism if they don't somehow keep it fresh. If it turns Mm -hmm. out, it's just more breath of the wild. I think uh, consumers and media outlets are going to have a field day with the game. And again, that doesn't mean it's not going to be good, but I I think it's, you know, people are going to start pointing out, well, oh, was the original game really any good? And it'll start feeding that fire again. And, um, you know, I, I, I just, I wonder if they can do enough to, make it a game of the year contender
0: what i think is so like one of the biggest criticisms from breath of the wild was its lack of dungeons right they replaced it with these shrines and and you know there there was definitely it it was just a different take on 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 dungeons right and but but there was still like a large portion of the zelda fan base that didn't jive with that and i think that we could see more of those dungeon elements that we see from our typical zelda games maybe be more prominent in this sequel um but honestly like i really don't like if it was just our like i like a good example that everyone pulls to this is ocarina of time majora's mask which were both incredible, right? I give the edge mm-hmm. to Ocarina of Time personally, um, as do I'm sure a lot of people. But there's lots of people that prefer Majora's Mask. They're games that were in the same engine. They look identical. Um, they just change the environments and some of the the narrative plots, and that was it. And you know, even if they did that, that's fine. I just like I just want more Zelda. And uh, Breath of the Wild was so awesome, and I just want to to go back in. To to high roll again, and um, even if it doesn't quite meet the expectations, and it doesn't meet what we saw for, in 2017 with Breath of the Wild, I still think it it, it will have a hard time doing it wrong. Like uh, they they set that foundation there, and even if they just copy paste it, there's still a lot of people that are going to be more than okay with that. Yeah. A lot of people, I I think put I'd be okay with it. <laughs> put, put Breath of the Wild, yeah, as like the perfect mm-hmm. video game, even though that's very subjective, right? Like it it sure. is undoubtedly one of like the best games out there. So it's not gonna be able to beat that. But if if it can, like I'm just gonna be like, you done it again, Nintendo. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: Zelda has historically... just. Oh, uh, go ahead. No, go go for it. I'm just going to say, Zelda has historically been one of those franchises for Nintendo that has never fallen off, no matter what they've released for it. Yeah. Right? So, like, mm-hmm. you mentioned the Ocarina of Time to Majora's Mask comparison. Even though these two games are like, like said, same engine, but very different storylines and uh, mechanics and things involved. Uh, Twilight Princess is another one, different kind of mechanics, different storyline, different even different world. They they give us these Zelda games that are so different from the one that came out before them, uh, and it's not within. I know that there's there's a lot of timeline and continuity things different different things along those lines whenever it comes down to the Zelda timeline. But like each Zelda game they give, it's it's new mm-hmm. and it's a new world or a new island and things like that. So yeah, like having it having it be Breath of the Wild too, just kind of it, is it going to be in that same world? The world is huge that they gave us in Breath of the Wild. If it, and this will be kind of the first time that if they're staying within if they're staying within um, that breath of the wild zone that we've that we came to know and love, is kind of one of those first times that they've done that, right? It's always Hyrule, mm-hmm. sure, but is always rearranged in yeah. some way. It it's always you a different Hyrule,
0: yeah.
3: I like, think that the difference is that this is a more of a direct sequel than the other the other Zelda games
0: are. Mm-hmm.
1: True. Yeah, it's yep. not like.
0: No, I, sorry, go ahead, Garrett. I've talked enough.
1: No, I was I was just gonna say that, like I think that like yeah, it's it's more of that direct sequel, but it's also you know i think there's going to be from what we've seen in the trailer it looks like there's going to be something that's like going to change the world a little bit and so i think that like it's going to play with that a lot like what's changed since the last game and also you know like luke was saying i think if they bring in some some more like actual dungeons and maybe a little bit more of the story elements cuz that was one area that i thought breath of the wild was a little bit lacking was the story was kind of just these certain little chunks and the rest of it was kind of the, you know, the story that you, you know, made for yourself and, and that's good and well, but uh, for me, Zelda is, is always about, you know, furthering that storyline, the, the quest for the Triforce and good and evil and that whole thing. So if they kind of take the few minor complaints that are out there about breath of the wild, they change the world just enough. They put in a couple, you know, actual like large dungeons and throw some more story at us. I mean, I don't, I don't see how any of that can add up to something that's not going to be enjoyable. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: all right
2: um and really you guys don't think prime Force is coming sometime this year or even next ne- the ne- all- i think it'll year, be next sure. year
3: i think yeah i think I it, it could very plausibly be a t- uh 2022 game i just don't think it'll be this year i think you know come e3 time or or whatever um whatever happens this year i think we'll see more of the game we'll we'll understand what metroid prime 4 is gonna be i just don't think it comes out this year
2: i think metroid and zelda are their treehouse this year
0: damn this that would be I can think, you imagine i think
2: metroid, I think metroid and, and zelda are their treehouse uh maybe even pokemon throw it in there because that's another anniversary discussion and we won't dive into that that rabbit hole but the um for me prime prime 4 is a please dear god 2021 holiday release oh i would me. love
3: to see it yeah because mm-hmm. this
2: game was announced was it 2018 e3 it
3: um, it it 20, 20, uh might have even been
2: 2017 uh, i think sorry. Metroid it is now. 2017 2017 e3 yeah. we're at we're at 4 years now that this game has well been yeah announced. but remember
3: mm-hmm. they had to scrap the project at one point yeah they did
0: uh, completely like what was it 2018 or 20, 2019 they i think it's are
3: 2019 beginning yeah. very beginning of 2019
0: so
2: i def i get that i get the scrapping of things but a lot of times whenever you scrap a project there's things that are left over that they may ha- sure. not have to do it again models are one big thing so like having to model out a sure. whole bunch of stuff, stuff that they probably could have cannibalized off the old one to bring into the new one that's my hope and that's why i kind right. of feel with it having been announced in 2017 i think there's a there's a, a I don't want to say it's a it's a 95% chance we're going to get this this year but I think that there's a, a decent probability that we get um that we could get a 2021 release date on this and I hope so and I want it for the anniversary I think it would be perfect. It'd be my perfect storm of games this year if if Breath of the Wild, Metroid, Mass Effect trilogy and uh all the other ones kind of just uh get thrown at us.
3: I think I think if they can get maybe Breath of the Wild out by say like May. I think there's a chance, but I still think it'll be uh 2022.
0: Yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I, at any rate, I just hope Nintendo and I know it was a weird year last year, but it uh mm-hmm. yeah, it was like I, I just want to know what Nintendo looks like for this year and and also in terms of like hardware, right? We haven't even talked about like the Switch Pro and that could totally play a, a huge role in these two games on if uh, they want to launch this new console alongside one of them, which would obviously be the smartest choice probably, so.
3: Yeah, so I guess with those out of the way, uh, mine would have to be, oh gosh uh i i have to say i don't know because it, it hasn't we haven't seen anything yet but I, i'd have to go final fantasy 7 remake part two um you know it, it just came out last year so it depends on like how quickly they can turn around and get part two out there like how much of that has already been worked on and and completed um, by the time they actually released part one, because you have to figure part one was done well before it launched and part two would have already been in production by the mm-hmm. time part one launched. So it just I think it all depends how big part two is going to be, how much they were able to get started before the launch of the, the first part. But that would be that would be so so hype if they could get part two out this year. I, I'd say it's maybe a little on the unlikely side, but I'd say it's also plausible.
2: So, I was doing a little bit of digging because Square Enix is another one of those uh, developers that's a little predictable in the release track record. Final Fantasy 13 was the last series that we had that had a part one, part two, part three. And if I remember correctly, it was 2010 for Final Fantasy 13 part one, and then 2013 for part two. So, it's about a three year mm-hmm. delay between the two of the games um this again models are already produced environment uh, the only thing that we'd be looking at is environment getting people into studio and doing recording yeah and of course the scoring of the series as well now if they had if they had the orchestra if they had the orchestra in studio for the entire series to do recording for everything like they plan that far ahead then we can kind of cut out that side of production i think we're still looking at 2022 maybe early 2023 release on it but i'm i'm like it would be so good to it'd be so good to play this sooner than that but i i think i think it's good this is definitely going to be a um a two three year wait um a long wait
3: <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, that's why i said like it it's it's likely not going to release this year, but we haven't heard anything one way or the other. And the other thing we know is true for Square Enix is they like to hype their games up for a pretty extensive amount of time. So I think just the fact that it hasn't even been officially like announced yet, like obviously we know it's coming, which which that alone makes it plausible that it could come out this year. But the fact that there hasn't been any messaging for it yet probably means it's not coming out this year, but I really, I would love it if somehow it did.
2: Yeah. The only hint so far that we have that they're moving away from the first part here is it's on sale now and that's it. They, I think they've knocked it 50% off or something like that. It's better on a perfect deal mm-hmm. at this point for a great game. So that's the only hint that we have so far that maybe they're moving from it to start getting ready for the new one, at least being announced possibly, but, uh, it's hard to say. And Final Fantasy 16 can be tossed into this discussion as well. Mm-hmm. Now, Yeah, we, with, we might as
0: well just move on to yeah. talking about it a little bit. Right.
2: So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so Final Fantasy 16 was announced, and Final Fantasy 15 would have been the last one in the main series. And that was released. I have to refresh my dates real quick. Uh, what do I have here? I have question mark 2022. Because with Final Fantasy 15 I have to go to it again. I think this was 2016 that it came out. Let me just make sure. Sounds right. Yeah, 2016, it was, um, it was released. So now we're about five years away from the last mainline series Final Fantasy game. Um, I still think this one's probably an early production. I do. They're dropping lore and stuff now, and Yoshi P is involved in this, who's the producer for Final Fantasy Fourteen. and there's a lot of similarities on how they're releasing information on this game compared to what they do with Final Fantasy Fourteen. So, like, we've started getting initial lore drops, and we have this sweet trailer for it. Little bits of information coming out on, on, on things. I have question mark 2022 because it's about that time. It, right. like, We're there. Um, Again, it's a hope 2021, but I think it's more going to be in line with the 2022 release. I can't wait for this one too. like, oh, my God. So
3: (laughs) curious. So we have we have a trailer for 16. We don't yet have a trailer for seven remake part two. Do you think 16 comes out first?
2: see it's this is this is new new ground, new territory because we've never had a remake being completed at the same time as a mainline series game it's hard it's really really hard to say we've had hd remasters right Mm -hmm. where like they basically just took the game that we knew before and threw hd graphics on it we've done that before and it's happens everything's happened in line uh as as it should um I think just the fact that they have a different production team working on sixteen compared to to seven remake, I th- they're going to run parallel. I think that they're going to run parallel, and one's release date's not going to not going to affect the other. I just don't foresee us seeing them both released in the same year because that'll be kind of them stepping on their own toes. I feel whenever it comes down to marketing. Um,
3: I mean, I think if they if they did a release where it was like a I mean, obviously, I don't think it would happen at this point, but if they did, like, a Q1 release of one game and then Q3 or 4 release of the other game, I think that's enough distance to uh, give each game enough enough time for, for its own. I mean, look at last year, PlayStation. They did Last of Us Part 2 and, and Ghost of Tsushima mm-hmm. uh, back-to-back months, and both of those games turned out to be really successful, so... I think Square could potentially do the same thing if they wanted with them being RPGs. We expect them to be a little bit longer. So maybe not back to back months, but I think two games within the same year um, could be plausible.
2: Yeah, how about Square Enix? What a what a company. <laughs> what a company. But yeah, I it's oh they're going to be good. <laughs> Final
3: Fantasy
2: Remake 2 is going to be a, it's going to be a long wait for that one. And I've gotten hype for 16. It's not going to be quite as like, oh my god, give me something please, you know, as as much as what mm-hmm. seven remake is. And of course, we're looking at like I said, we're looking at 6.0 for Final Fantasy 14 this year. Like it's that's a definite. You can pretty much, you know, take that to the bank. Um that's a lot of Final Fantasy if we get something that plus one of these other titles, like could you imagine? It's a lot of <laughs> you get- a lot of yeah,
1: I'll go on record. I think I think 16s this year. I think it's towards the end of the year and I th- wow. think obviously it's before remake too. I like your optimism. There you yeah. go.
3: I'm down. Yeah. I'll just I'll just put, Let's do put it, my Square.
1: foot down on that one. Yep.
3: yep. You heard Boy. it here first, everyone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, does anyone have any other games they wanted to to quickly give a shout out to or or talk about?
2: Just one more, just one more, and it's No Man's Sky. And no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's not. We already no did Man's that. Sky Two. Um, this one almost, almost fell off my radar again. Uh, but a long, long time ago, I think it was on. I want to say it was on Xbox 360. Uh, a good old hack and slasher looter, grand old time. Uh, Dark Alliance from Wizards of the Coast. It's a, it's a, a Dungeons and Dragons game. There's a new version of this game coming out uh, Mm. that was announced. Um, Late 2021 release, question mark? I think it was already supposed to be out, and we at least you were mentioning that today, Garrett, is that maybe it was going to be out already, but it hasn't been, like, nothing nothing's being talked about on this. I was digging around, like, what's the release date on it? What's going on with it? There's a lot of cool things happening with it. Um, If you're a Dungeons & Dragons player and have read books and are familiar with Dritz de Horden, um, it kind of follows It follows him and his band of adventurers in the game, uh, and it takes place after uh, the novel The Crystal Shard, um, which was one of the best uh, Dritz de novels that R.A. Salvatore wrote. And mm. he's also working on the game with wizards. And giving input on how the characters will develop through the through the story of it, um, and it's it's just going to be one of those classic uh, run with your friends. There's going to be some choices involved. It's not going to be on the lines of like a Bounders Gate three, where you know every single choice that you make is going to affect what happens in the world around you, and you're not going to be rolling d20s like you are in that one. But you're going to have the ability to choose your path. You're going to have um, you know a set cast to choose from. Uh, but you're definitely going to have a lot of monster slaying and a lot of loot and uh, probably with a really great story along with it. Cause R- uh RA Salvatore is one of the greatest writers uh, whenever it comes to sci-fi novels that's out there. So uh, that's, that's pretty much my, that's the last one I've written down here that I'm really super hyped for, but I mean, this list is ridiculous. It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. And there's plenty more.
3: I uh, I did want to go back and mention one for the first part games that actually do have like release windows and and again it's kind of one of those i'm surprised nobody mentioned it but on the other hand i might i'm pretty sure i'm the only person that's beat it um or beat the first one that's that's god of war uh the new god of war is supposed to come out (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) um fake gamers here (laughs) the uh the, the first one was just it was so good uh you know most people that have played it, you know, they already know how good it is. I won't, I won't spend too much time on it, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to to call this one out. I should have brought it up earlier uh, because I am really hyped for this game. I think it's going to be a, a, a fantastic continuation, especially with that little bit of a cliffhanger we got at the end of the first game. Um, so I'm really excited to see how this story continues to play out. So yeah, that's one that uh, I wanted to mention. I did also want to mention. Uh, completely baseless speculation that I have. I shouldn't say baseless. There's been rumors about it, but totally unconfirmed. And that's a new 2D Metroid game, uh, which, again, Metroid 35, 35th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a rumor since last year that there is a 2D Metroid game in the works that was maybe going to be announced around the same time that Paper Mario was. It never ended up happening. So um I think this could maybe be the year that we get a new 2D Metroid.
1: You know, that would probably make sense. They could do a 2D Metroid this year to celebrate the anniversary, get Breath of the Wild 2 out this year for that anniversary, and then not have... I mean, it's a 2D Metroid isn't going to uh, help the people that really are just looking forward to Metroid Prime 4, but for people like us that are, are interested in both you know, 3D and 2D Metroid, that, you know... Kind of satiates us a little bit. So that, that would actually be pretty plausible.
0: Alright. Um three quick shout-outs. Elden Ring, Pokemon Snap, and mm-hmm. what was the other one? Oh, uh Little Devil Inside, which was this oh, yeah. uh, very cool art style game that was shown off at the PS5 reveal event. Another game, like I, a lot of these games that I anticipate are just like, "Hey, they showed me a trailer, and I'm like, that looks dope. I'm on board, knowing <laughs> nothing really about it." So again, a lot, lot remains to be seen on what that actually looks like. But it looks like a cool, cute little game that uh, um, has a lot of like, a ri- like a, a unique art style to it, which is kind of cool. So, um, and uh, Hollow Knight Sil- Sil- Silk Song mm,
3: too. Yeah, I want to mention. I think. A lot of people looking forward to that. Um, it, the first Hollow Knight game is is it, it's a good Metroidvania. It's one that just didn't quite click with me. But from the footage that I've seen of Silk Song, looks like one that um, I think I could end up enjoying a little bit more. It just it speaks to me a little bit more, just from what I've seen than what playing the original Hollow Knight did. But I know it's got a rabid fan base to it that I know they're just chomping at the bit to uh to to get more into that world. For sure.
2: Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Humankind, which I think is a civilization type RTS or not RTS, a uh, turn-based strategy game, I believe. That's another one. There's there's so much. We could we, honestly we could go on for 4 yeah, hours. Yeah, we could do,
0: we could do a part 2 of this episode, I'm sure. <laughs> But we're not going At that, going point, to. At, at that <laughs> point, we're just
3: listing every game that's going to come out this year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Madden 22. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, obviously, very big year ahead. Some of these aren't going to come out this year. They're going to get delayed. Um, there's also, like we said, a lot of games that we don't know about, a lot of annual releases that have yet to be officially revealed and stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be good. But, man what a start to the generation in terms of like that, like when we look back to Xbox one, PS4, even that year after 2014 was, it wasn't until 2015 until I feel like they started getting traction. We started, you know, getting, expanding the catalog and, um, you know, we got games like the witcher and overwatch and stuff like that, that really started to define the generation. So, um, yeah, I think uh, we're gonna wrap it on our topic of the show here and move on to the last little bit here. So um, before we get to that, we are running long on time, but you know we gotta make that money. So I wanted to quickly give a huge shout out, <laughs> shout out in our own <laughs> our own store here. Uh, games thank are fun. Thank you to our
1: sponsor. Yeah,
0: thank you to our sponsor. Ourselves. There's the word I was <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> gonna use. Um, games are fun has their very own merch and we have a collection here of t-shirts we have stickers we have a mug uh steven <laughs> you, you have that mug where's that at yeah there it is back to steven there ripping that games are fun merch so you can head over to uh games to see our collection here my personal favorites uh, for our twitch streamers here is this spaced out alien tea which was designed by my friend An- andrew um cool some cool details in this shirt. I basically told him I wanted a design of like two aliens or monsters playing video games and he he created these little creatures and they got, you know, the the bowl of cheese balls beside them. They got the talkies in the corner there. They got that sweet <laughs> DC um so a little couple personal touches that I appreciate with that, but overall just like a really cool design that I thought he did a really good job on. And yeah, we have like our our Typical logo tee. Uh, we have a long sleeve shirt on on there. Just a whole collection: women's cut tees, kids tees, and yeah. You picking up a piece of merch is your way to directly support Games Are Fun. We do this all on our own budget, so we'd really appreciate the financial support. And you get a piece of merch out of it. So um, once more, Games Are Fun podcast.com. and uh, if you're listening to this in the show notes, you can. Just uh, find the link down there. All right, let's move on to what we have been playing. So because we're running really long for time, uh, we're, we're well over two hours now, uh, I think we're, what we're going to do is just kind of go around and just give mentions of what we played over the break. A lot of these games I'm still playing, so I feel like next week or whenever, uh, in the next couple episodes, I can maybe expand on them a little more for our listeners who might have an interest in... In some of what what, the, what we've been playing and, and want to know more about those games. So uh, real quick for myself, I play a lot of Cyberpunk 2077 over the break. I think I am, I, I had 20 hours on PS4 and I now have like, I think in total I got 50-ish hours, somewhere in there. Um, although Discord would say otherwise <laughs> for some weird reason. Um, really like it. I will say I'm getting a little fatigued now. I was on a high of just like crushing the quest, but um, I needed to take a break. So I took a step back and picked a game that is like very similar in a lot of ways, which is Watch Dogs Legion. Um, another game that involves a lot of hacking and stuff like that. Uh, about 15 hours into that, really enjoying that. Um, Steven, you played Watch Dogs Legion, didn't you?
2: I did. Yeah. yeah. Still, still kind of chipping away at it. Yeah. But it's uh... It's good, yeah. isn't
0: it? Yeah, it's really yeah. fun. Like The the whole mechanic of having your team, and I just, like, I have, I know you, didn't you have, like, some sort of gang of... Yeah, mine,
2: mine's uh, getting a bunch of people wearing bowler derbies. Yeah,
0: that's it. Right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious. You, you can totally do something like that. I My group is, like, I just love it. It's, like, super diverse of all these different people. I will say that I definitely just kind of stick to my character that has like albion uh uniform access cuz that's really helpful like I, I there's certain npcs that have like based on like their occupation or something that allow you some more flexibility when you're in, infiltrating something so you know there's i have this one guy who's literally all he's known for is just being famous on the internet and i just wanted him to be on my team so that he's <laughs> he's part of dead sec but like he really doesn't pull his weight compared to the rest of my 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 team there. So
2: yeah he's oh, really- so your Lordly King S not then.
0: That's yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um really fun. I'm gonna keep playing it, but I will say, like any Ubisoft game, it, it feels repetitive. Uh like you start to come across like a mission and it's like, man, this is just like all they're doing is like it's that meme of like Hey, can I can I copy your homework? It's like, oh, I'll well, just change it up a bit so the teacher doesn't find out. Like, it's 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 kind of like that. Uh, it was sort of mission. Mm. So that is a criticism, but that's also like Ubisoft. It's a big open world game, and it already has so much attention to detail. So you're gonna get those copy paste moments. But um, Rocket League, killing it over over on there, improving my skills. Twitch.tv slash Luke the Llama. and Planet Coaster. If you ever enjoyed roller coaster tycoon play planet coaster because it is like that game on steroids the amount of like customization is incredible so i've been working on this park uh i've been putting way too many hours into it and my hope at some point is once i get this whole park i'm I'm playing sandbox mode i'm creating this crazy park there's like a castle area this medieval area there's a sci-fi area like i'm really going all out with the details on it my hope is to kind of do like a short 10 minute YouTube video or something like that, where I kind of tour my park. Cause I've like, I've already poured in 15 ish hours on that game. And I probably have a solid, I'm going to guess 60, 70 for where I want to get that park. So shout out wow. to, to planet coaster, Uh really fun game. Nice. Oh, I guess I...
1: I'll go ahead, go next here. Um... Pretty simple here for me. I've just basically been playing Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, About this time, two years ago, around the Christmas holiday season, I really started playing Kingdom Hearts. Played the first one around that time. And then last year, started up Kingdom Hearts 2 and made probably about 10 hours of progress on PS4. Uh, But then... Obviously, I, I sold the PS4 when I got the uh, the PS5, and I got the all-digital PS5, and I had the game on the disc, so I'm like, ah, you know, what do I do here? Well, it's on Game Pass, so I'll just be the, uh, the Game Pass shill over here and <laughs> say that, once again, Game Pass saves the day. Yeah, I had to replay about 10 hours that I'd already played, but I'm well past that now, and uh, probably only about 5 or 6 hours from the end of the game, I think, so... Uh, that will probably be the first completion for this guy in 2021. Uh, other than that, I also started God of War Ascension last night. I'm, like uh, Adam mentioned, one of those filthy casuals who hasn't uh, beaten God of War 2018. And I said, you know what, I'm going to do it big. I'm going to try to play all of them because they're not that long of games like or the original ones. They're like eight to ten hour mm-hmm. games. So I'm going to breeze through those real quick and then uh, and then really set myself up for the, the game that everyone talks about and kinda, I I'm going to start I'm going to start over because I, I only played maybe eight hours of it the first time so
0: yeah I, I do want to quickly mention that literally two days ago I installed God of War again I played that game like 20 hours and then just got enough of it so I'm replaying it Adam don't worry we'll get there Good. Good. Yep.
1: <laughs> we just need a couple extra record. years <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's that's all I got for now
3: all right, uh, so I, I want to backpedal just a second because I, there's another game I wanted to talk about that we don't have a release date for it yet, and it's not a new game; it's an update to an existing game, and that's Phasmophobia. We know that there's new maps coming, we know that there's new ghosts coming, we know that there's new difficulty mode coming. Um, so that is one of the one of my most anticipated, um, you know, games or or expansions or DLC or whatever you want to call it coming coming up. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there. That being said, uh, what I've been playing is, um, I been playing a lot of Final Fantasy 14 lately. Um, uh, doing, I've been finishing up a lot of old content that I have just kind of left sitting for the longest time. So it was, uh, it was, it was good. It it was, it's a lot of good stuff. I'm glad that I went through it um i i think i burnt myself out a little bit i need to take a little step back from the game i think um just for just for a little bit but um <laughs> but yeah it, i've been having fun with it for sure uh stardew valley which i've been streaming oh, yeah. in the evenings uh tuesdays and wednesdays i have a co-op farm going with uh Lordly king s dot here and a uh friend of ours uh, to the show to the kingdom. Um, is Pixie of Darkness, um, who, yeah, she runs content with with Steven here on Final Fantasy XIV on a daily basis. So she's been hopping into my farm. It's been a really good time with the three of us playing. We've occasionally had uh, an in-real-life friend, Tom, join and, and help out with the farm too. He's been kind of on and off with it. but um, But yeah, that's been a ton of fun doing the co-op farming i played it before but i started a brand new farm for this co-op one and it's just been a blast we're we're midway through fall right now in year one um going going through trying to get that completion on the community center um let's see what else i've been playing i I played a little bit more yakuza like a dragon
0: nice
3: um making a little bit of progress on that still got a little ways to go I'm, i'm in a little bit of a grindy section so it's Things have kind of slowed down a little bit because of that, um, but still, really great game. I, I can't wait to to see the rest of it. See what the rest of the story has in store for me. And then, uh, lastly, the game I probably put outside of Final Fantasy fourteen probably the most amount of time into is a game that I brought up earlier in the show, which is uh, Monster Sanctuary. So, if you like Pokemon games, if you like Metroidvania, it isn't absolutely amazing uh, you know mashup of those two genres uh, it's a little on the challenging side but it is a lot of fun it, when you when you get past those challenges it's extremely rewarding um, and like I said before I, I actually got to sit down and do an interview with the creator of the game uh, which we'll be having that we'll be uh, sending that out as a future episode here uh, in, a, in a little bit so uh, look forward to that you know you'll get to hear a little bit more about the game you'll get to hear about the creator of the game and the process of developing it um, So stay tuned for that but yeah that's been really fun. It is on game pass too. Um, so again you know just can't talk enough good things about game pass if you want to give it a shot, try it on there I I started it on game pass. I really enjoyed it. I hated when I wasn't at my computer and couldn't play it so I actually, bought it on switch so i could play it anywhere um so um yeah so i'm, I'm glad i did that <laughs> i i still have a ways to go but it's 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 just so much fun like i said if you like pokemon you like metroidvania games it's it's an excellent pickup so but yeah that's pretty much it for for what i've been playing awesome
2: so i've been in final fantasy 14 i stream it daily uh, Monday, 9am, Monday through Friday. Um, I'm going, I'm almost too content for everything. Um, so basically what we're doing right now is we're just running through some of the um, the older Shadowbringers raids and in their savage, most difficult modes uh, and getting through those and eventually working our way up to um the current content for the rating which is which is pretty exciting a lot of people are really hyped up and ready for that uh and then i've also been playing stardew adam adam mentioned our co-op farm but i same pretty much the same thing that he did with monster sanctuary i did with stardew i hated not being able to sit down on my computer and play stardew valley so i bought it for switch like i had a bunch of switch yeah uh, i had a bunch of gold coins saved up so i got it for like six dollars or something like that and I've just been um, I'm in I'm in winter year one about to switch over to year two. So I'm about to go into into next spring and I can't get enough of this game. And it's one of those games. It's just a grindy, uh, you know, um, just enough new happens each day to keep you keep you going back into it and and wanting to do more and make the farm better and uh, give more gifts out and go deeper into the mines. Like it's, it's, it's just got this draw to it that really grind out grind out a lot of cool stuff on it. So my time has basically been bouncing back and forth between 14 and Stardew um, with a little bit of um, spending a little bit of time on my island in Animal Crossing. I did a little bit of that over the holidays because I had some cool events there. got the, Got to see the New Year's. In animal crossing and what they did it was really cool they had fireworks display countdown in the plaza the whole thing that was a that was a really good time that was basically our new year's too being in being in the the quarantine zone that we have right. we threw animal crossing up on the big screen with the countdown screen and we counted down the new year with all of our island pals it, awesome. it was it was a it was a good time um and that's what i've been playing but yeah
0: great thanks for sharing guys all right let's uh, move on to question of the week uh we obviously have no responses because it's a new year so we're going to issue a new question uh and that is what is your most anticipated game of 2021 we shared all of ours but we want to know what your favorite game is um so if you're new to games are fun question of the week basically is every week we issue a new question to you guys you guys answer that and then we read it on next week's episode so you can answer it by going over to our Twitter at games are fun Pod, Find the tweet, answer on there. As long as I post it, that is. Um, or you can email us at contact at com. Either way, we will read pretty much. We, we get a pretty small amount of responses. So honestly, we'll read every response that we get. Um, and we really appreciate everyone who does take the time to write into that because it's um, it's a way for us to engage with you guys. So we appreciate that. All right, guys, that's going to conclude our first episode of the year. We did it a a nice chunky episode there of lots of game talk, a lot of hype for 2021. I think, uh, it's going to be a good year. Um, you know, for obviously everything we have planned, but like just looking at the games and, and what we're going to be able to play this year has been, it's to It's going to be great. So, uh, Gentlemen, thank you so much for, for joining me on this episode of Games Are Fun. Uh, so I'm going to throw it over to you first. Adam, where can people keep up with you?
3: Uh, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at AdamPalooza85.
0: Awesome. How are you, Garrett?
1: I'm on Twitch and Twitter at LPPanther. Keep keep tuned on that Twitch. It's coming soon. I, I'm still trying to nail down when I'm going to be able to get that going, but soon. Great. Stephen?
2: uh so twitch at lordly king monday through friday 9 a.m uh, i'm also on twitter same t- same tag at uh for lordly as well as instagram you can find me there sometimes i tweet and instagram stuff so <laughs> uh, but yeah
0: perfect you can follow me on twitter at luke allen arm hashtag free the llama i'm trying to free freaking get this guy <laughs> with a 10 year old account to, it's not gonna happen, but because there's people that are much bigger than me that have this struggle, and if mm-hmm. if they can't get the username they want, I probably can't. But uh, at Luke Allen Twitch.tv/slash Luke I hope to get back to streaming. It's just kind of been like uh, it's it's been difficult, been busy, um, but I do hope to get back to that. Follow the show, of course, like I said on Twitter at Games Are Fun Pod. That's where you're gonna keep up with everything that we're doing over. Uh, on the show here it's where we post when we're going live um, any updates in, in terms of our content so please give that a follow because it's the best way to keep up with what we're doing and then uh, if you want to chat with us the best way to do that is to join our discord server uh, invite.gg games our fun is the easiest way to join that if you punch in that hyperlink it will give you uh, invite to our discord server and we have all of us are on there chatting every single day and we have some community members that are also pretty active over there so yeah if you are looking to talk about video games or fantasy football i know football is all the rage right now with you americans uh was there some well, sort okay. of football over it yeah now? fantasy season uh, is over. Yep. Okay, fantasy, fantasy over. Fan, okay, see, but but you have some what is this? This thing called the Super Bowl that's probably coming up yeah. soon. Yep, Maybe yep have a couple playoffs, now, yeah. full swing. Yeah.
3: Yeah, we we've got we've got food on there. We talk yeah. movies, TV shows, course video games. Yes, mm-hmm. movies,
0: yeah. everything.
1: Food, food. And if yeah. If you're looking for someone to play with, we got a squad up channel yeah. in there too. And people are always posting in there asking for people to play with. So come join
0: us. And we're, we're all about promoting each other. Um, we have a community channel on there as well. Where You're more than welcome to, to throw up when you're going live on Twitch or you have a new YouTube video or some podcasts, like obviously be respectful to everyone else. Don't spam it, but you're more than welcome to share whatever it is you're working on. Cause we want to see your guys's stuff too. So yeah, make sure you join that. And if you have any questions, concerns about the show, you can email us at contact at gamesarfunpodcast.com. All right, guys, this is going to wrap it for the episode. We are gonna be back with a new episode next week. Uh, we need to figure out some release scheduling with some stuff. we got to figure out our streams on what that's going to look like. But, uh, like we're, we're in, we're into 2021. So we're all these things that we've talked about are underway. Uh, we're just waiting on schedules to work out so that we can give you guys the date on when you can expect some of this new stuff. So thanks again so much for, incredible year last year i hope this year we can do just as much and hopefully even more i have really good feeling about this year uh steven we're bringing you on full time we got another person to help us out with the show so i'm super optimistic about the year and i just can't look forward to it so all right can't yeah you get it (laughs) (laughs) all right guys we'll we'll talk to you later uh twitch chat we'll we'll say goodbye to you too here in a sec. but audio listeners thanks again and we'll talk to you all